0: Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 920. This is Kevin DeFranco. On the other end is Shahid Abdul-Hadi. What is up, good sir?
1: Here I am again, continuing my streak of coming on during tremendous news or horrible news. So.
0: <laughs> Oh, there, there has been a lot of uh, news to speak of. Uh, Luckily, it hasn't been this horrific in a while. I don't feel like.
1: Yes, you guys got to talk about the fun stuff, I assume, on Tuesday, and I get to talk about the not so fun stuff.
0: Oh, yep. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, accused of sex trafficking. Among other things. <laughs> yeah, among other things. Uh, and uh, man, if uh, this guy loves to pay out money to uh, women that are not his wife, it would seem.
1: That's what people with money do, because that's what the money is for. I mean, this one's kind of like horrible. I mean, you already knew he kind of moved a wild way, but the fact that he basically kind of hired somebody that wasn't in a wrestling business to be. In his circle to take advantage of, and not just him. I mean, it's gonna be from, like from what we know, and it's basically kind of like we don't know a lot. It wasn't just him, but he was just kind of like the ringleader that like John Laurinaitis does not look oh. <laughs> any good in this. And yeah, that Brock Lesnar coming back to WWE, um, shine. uh,
0: yeah, I, I was uh, I was, uh I cr- Chris and I thought he was a shoe in for the Royal Rumble. Uh, might not be a shoe in for the Royal Rumble anymore. Yes, he may not. I mean <laughs> he, he may not show up again. Uh, oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that description, it's uh it it does not match anyone else that's in the WWE. At but, all. <laughs> like, yeah, you it, you may not have a name, I guess, necessarily. But yeah, that description is uh, one person only. And it's like, man, you are just, Vince, not uh, not subtle.
1: I mean, powerful people really are. And the, the sad thing about this is kind of like, you've kind of known and heard things, but it was kind of like brushed off, even when you had like proof. And the fact that this is the stuff that we have heard is just so horrible and it's just a like how much stuff has gone on that we never heard about or didn't know anything about it's like this man was just moving like a monster for a long time and people either didn't know or people who knew didn't care because it was just you know see no evil hear no evil but we but people saw the thing is people saw plenty of evil (laughs) like you hear about stories in the 80s you hear about stories in like the 90s You hear about stuff in the 2000s and even kind of like when the whole we're going private again and selling, like stuff started coming out. Like it's a reason why he got shipped off to Never Never (laughs) Land and it was not just business related. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't then. It kind of blew over. Uh, This one, if it is not true – they must have taken a very, very long time to come up with an extremely exhaustive list of items that they received in compensation for uh, the actions in question.
1: Yeah, it's the worst part about it. It's kind of like... <laughs> the stuff is just so damn vile that it's like, yeah... It's not stuff you make up. Uh, Yeah, it's just like... I, I, name, I, I, mean, I name it dildos after wrestlers. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> like, that's so damn ridiculous. That's not something you just like make up.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it just sounds too silly to me. Like, Yeah, it's one of those facts. It's just like... Yeah, it's got to be true because it is so absurd that it isn't. Uh, 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 is that what I mean to say? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you just you just think it. You just look at it and go, "Oh, they're lying." And it's just like, really? No.
1: Uh, oh, it's like everything you heard about it. Like the sad thing about it, like people heard this and people were about surprised about. How depraved it was! Not that it happened, because people were like, oh, yeah, he moved that way, and it's like <laughs> that shouldn't be something we just kind of like. Oh well, what you expect? Um, I expect more.
0: And <laughs> yeah, I expect just, and it's kind- <laughs> at, at least some level of humanity out of that person.
1: Yeah. And it's just like I don't like to add like, speculate A plus B equals C without proof. But it's kind of like. I don't know what people know, but I know people knew something, because that whole, we trying to push him, like, it was a lot of pushback against him coming back the first time.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: the fact that they, like, and it wasn't just regular people, the fact that it was kind of like, Triple H and Stephanie were along. people were like, no, he don't need to come back, he forces his way back, Stephanie just leaves. <laughs> And it, it, no one really talked about it because it was kind of saying, oh, you know, she spent time with her family, and there was stuff coming out that it was like, you know, they did, they kind of like did a preliminary check and they didn't find anything, Yeah, they found something. No. <laughs> it ain't no yeah. I didn't find it. Like, people just... People... Well,
0: I mean, what was that? I mean, that count for that original runaround, wasn't it, didn't the tab... For what he paid out, something in, like, the $3 million area. And this is a different woman, too. Yeah, it was different.
1: Like, this ain't the first – that's the whole thing. Like, this isn't the first time something's come out. And, like, stuff came out, and then more stuff came out when he got back. And it it was, like, all the stuff you heard is, um, you need to go because we keep having women come out. uh, We keep getting sued because of you because you had nasty ways. And it was kind of like (laughs) – you know stuff you heard, but you didn't have like details. This is like the first like detail stuff you heard in a long, not even ever, but a long time. Because you also heard of, had other cases with details too. And, like that's the nasty part about it. It's kind of like this ain't the first time, and this ain't the second time. This is just the the worst version of it, and this is also the one that kind of like yeah. You look at you look at John Laurinaitis, and it's just kind of like just. Shake your head at the whole thing, <laughs> but people kind of people kind of yeah. sort of knew about that because, like, even when he was in charge, you could just see how he rec- like how he recruited people. Like, I just pick up Victoria's Secret. I I want to like a Victoria's Secret model. I'm gonna pick up a bikini magazine, and this is where I want to work as a wrestler.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: like, that uh, off, yeah, they set off like red flags.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, the poor Garcia family.
1: Yeah, that's. I was thinking about that because it was kind of like people talk. People were on, online. I get to that second time about why his wife is I'm like, his wife was going through cancer. If people kind of like, from what I remember, like around that time frame when some of this stuff was allegedly happening, and it's like this man was moving like a dirt bag, and he had like a bunch of people moving like a like a dirt bag, and it's just like. For what?
0: I <laughs>
1: don't <laughs> like I know why, but it's just kind of like <laughs> if you that damn powerful and you that damn wealthy, just pay for it without the violence, without the coercion. you could save, you save yourself a whole lot of headache just taking
0: that route. Uh, yeah. I mean it 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 really would. You know? The prostitution charge is gonna blow over a lot easier than this.
1: Yes, if you spend enough money, you're not going to get a prostitution charge. Prostitution happens when you go cheap. It never happens when you go expensive, unless you run, unless you, unless you like running for president.
0: Like. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not yeah. to bring that yeah, into the I equation. Like,
1: Robert Kraft got in trouble because he went cheap.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah.
1: But I'm relatively
0: smoking. unscathed, really,
2: in the long that's run. The,
1: the power of being wealthy and old, you get away with stuff. Because the funny thing is people care about stuff until they don't care about stuff. And <laughs> thats that was the whole root of the thing I saw. It's kind of like people want to go on their high horse. It's like, oh, y'all had jokes. How do y'all look? And y'all are being, I'm like, and mm. y'all don't care. Like the stuff I was hearing, it was just like virtue signaling. Look at me, I care about sex oh. trafficking. You want a you want a cookie from your grandmother? <laughs> like what? What did you like? What do you expect saying this? Like I might even talk about the people saying, "Oh, I'm not sure if she's telling the truth." This was like, right after they got the Netflix info right for the Royal Rumble. Come, you know, maybe she like. Uh,
2: come on now. Uh,
0: yeah, I. Because I would imagine, I mean, speaking of the grand jury uh, experience, uh, I well, I guess I don't know if whatever state she filed in has a grand jury, but I'm assuming they did. So some, you know, like a group of citizens approved these charges more than yes. likely.
1: Yes, it's <laughs> like it's a reason she went to the Wall Street Journal and she didn't go to like fight you know, fighting select or wrestling observer, no offense to them, but it's kind of like right. she go like Rustin you know, Wall Street Journal is gonna do their due diligence, especially some of this series, because it's like we gotta cross our T's and not our I's
2: and <laughs> Yeah, but
0: before we we hit publish on this bad boy, like
1: And to be perfectly blunt, why would they think someone like her would even go to some like Dave Meltzer? She don't know who Dave Meltzer is. Oh yeah. Like and also let's not forget part of that story came out is like WWE linked, you know, leaked her name to Brad Shepherd as a way to intimidate her. And and yes, it is online. Brad Shepard basically posted like such and such name is this and rumor this story. So he basically got used for propaganda. And Oof. yeah. Oh, get ready for lawsuits, buddy. Cause... Oof. He might be a you might be a Walmart um, reader by the time this is over. So yeah, it's yeah, kind
0: of not like, a, not a good spot for him to be in
2: at the current moment. And it's like it's,
1: you gotta know better, but if you're that type of person, then you're not gonna know better. So he moves how he moves, and oh, it's yes. just it's been a lot of like I told you so, and how dare you do this, mm-hmm. and it's like y'all. I always tell people. Having morality plays in pro wrestling make you look a fool. Like, don't bother. And it's kind of like, who is this song and dance for? Strangers? Like, who are you trying to impress? Oh, I think this is wrong. We need to tell people it's wrong. Thank you. Now, now, what are we gonna do with that information? Like, I don't. Like, somebody tried to come in my mentions. I wasn't even talking to. Because basically, they were getting like, they were getting that people saying they were like taking it lightly when they had previous information, and now they should be ashamed of themselves because new information came. I'm like, if new information comes out, you can change how you feel, and if you didn't have a problem with what they were saying when they first said it, you just saying it now. It's just you just want to scold them and put them in their place because I remember when Vince McMahon came back and took his chairman's spot back. And I remember a whole lot of people had jokes about, oh, you know, no chance in hell, you know, <laughs> the, like the boss and like that. And people knew why he got moved out in the first place. It had nothing to do with finance. It had something to do with him moving dirty and moving foul. And people knew that. And people still had the comments and still had the jokes. So now people want to get on that high horse now, like, oh, I didn't know it was that like you may not have known it was that bad, but you knew it was bad. And oh, So it's kind of like, who are you doing this for? So anyway, they came and said, like, you know, you should be gaslighting people to brush off sex trafficking like that. And I was like, I really do not care about your opinion on this. You're like, you're a stranger online. Like how you feel about sex trafficking is irrelevant to me. How you feel about this topic is irrelevant to me. I don't know what type of person you are. And if you're a good person, that's good for you. You know who's going to know that? Not gonna know that me. you wanna know why because I don't know you and I don't care and you shouldn't care about how I feel about you like oh, people right. have this idea about social media like you are entitled like you are entitled to have a conversation with a stranger they're entitled to listen like that's not how it works you say what you want that don't mean I gotta listen somebody twenties some some stranger with an anime API I'm not no distinct kind con- I'm not gonna have some discussion no Get out of my face. I said it nicely, but I'm like, if you, like you, if, you if you anti-crime, congratulations. Tell your, tell your oh. mother, tell your granddad, maybe they will give you a hug and make you some hot chocolate. You posting on Twitter will not want to move me in the slightest. I don't know you, and I don't care.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, and I mean, uh, the, the other people that are cracking me up, are the uh, everyone better ask about this at the Royal Rumble poll, or else you're a coward for, you know, not asking Triple H about it. And it's just like they're, they're not going to say anything. Like they're going to say, our lawyers put out a, a statement already. Moving on. Thanks. Yeah, what,
1: what do they expect them to say? Oh, congratulations <laughs> on CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. What do you think about Vince McMahon? Being in the fifth, the fifth circle of hell, like, <laughs> what do you think he's gonna say? And mostly gonna say it's no comment. Probably he's gonna walk out. It's like he may not be like legally. He probably wouldn't be able to say anything. And it's like it's it, no, it's yeah. no benefit for him answering that during a
2: scrum after the damn World Rumble. Like. Yeah,
0: that's why. I, I mean, I just saw a couple of those takes on Twitter already, and I'm like. Man, you're a coward if you don't ask that question. No, you they everyone that's there knows what's the what the answer is going to be, and it's not worth asking the question.
1: Like, yes, like what are you expecting them to say? And it's nothing that they can say that's going to make you feel better about it because guess what? They aren't going to be the one prosecuting prosecuting that, and yeah, guards to every like and him from the board. Okay, he's not going to say that during a Press conference after the Royal Rumble, like people need to, people need to grow up. I know it's this idea where they want wrestling journalists to quote unquote be like real journalists, but even real journalists kind of you don't know how to read the room, and oh. the ones who don't kind of get scolded because mm. you know. Aside from the topic, one of the questions came out in the Eagles press conference, like oh. as the coach was saying, kind of like we're you know I'm in control like the offensive defense, let them run, it. and they're like, well, what did you, what's your job as a coach? What do you, like, what do you do? Like, what do you, are you nine? I'm like, what do you think he's going to say? And then I, and people ran with that saying. Well, if he's not running the defense, he's not running the offense. Then what is he doing? I don't know. The same thing John Harbaugh is doing. Because last time I checked, his background was a special teams coach. He don't call plays. He didn't design his offense and he didn't design his defense. I've never seen Dan Campbell do nothing but bark on Hard Knocks, and he seemed to be doing just fine. Like most, co- a lot of coaches are CEOs. And These people should have common
2: sense.
0: Oh, (laughs) my God. That's why, I I, I mean, there is some of the nonsense around the Steelers that I just pay. Like, I see you bitching about the Eagles, and I just am howling. I'm like, I cannot just, I I can't handle it. Like, well, it's bad when it gets brought to your front door, actually. When one of your brothers uh, starts to get involved in the shenanigans, it's just like... The fuck am I related to?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just it just it's just an entitlement thing where it's like y'all being emotional and I and people are allowed to be emotional and stupid because they're fans. It's when people who should know better act the same way is what bothers me. And it's the same thing that that gets involved in like wrestling. Like the people ask these questions, like, no. y'all know better. <laughs> like, no. y'all know better. Like, what do y'all expect? What are y'all expecting to happen? With everything that has happened before and how these things are normally handled, what do you think is going to be accomplished by somebody Oh, he was brave by asking that question. He's not going to get an answer. Like, even if Triple H answered it in a way that he was legally allowed to, you are not going to be satisfied by any answer he has right now.
0: Yeah, he's not going to say, fuck Vince McMahon and everything that he did. Like, I mean, that's – I feel like that's the answer that people – or want to hear but in no way is he allowed to say that I, like come on guys
1: and, and even if he could and even if he did say that you know people say why ain't he do something before <laughs> oh. that's what's gonna happen he knew why if he he was so strong why wasn't he strong three years ago why he do this it's gonna you will never satisfy that crowd they just want oh. to be angry to be angry and it's like some people just want to be angry to be angry. And a lot of this has nothing to do with, like, sexual assault. They don't care. And it was like, I was, I'm was i old enough to remember all the stuff with Ashley Mazzaro. I'm old enough to remember the Attitude Era. I'm old enough to remember all that stuff when, when Stephanie was the SmackDown GM and somebody posted it. that age so damn poorly. Like, basically having a storyline where Stephanie is like, you basically trafficked me out to your... To your co you know, to your colleagues when I was a teenager, for you to get perks and you was you was basically whoring me out so you can get ahead. Trying to turn me like you. That was a storyline <laughs> on SmackDown. And that storyline ended with him choking her out the week before she got married in real life to Triple H. That's how they wrote off the storyline at SmackDown GM. And it's like, yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff that Mr. Gang was doing in our, playing in our faces, Where it's like, oh, I wonder, was well, he just a great actor? That seemed kind of, like, odd. And now it's like, oh, uh, no, he's a
0: dirtbag. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, not that some of those scenes weren't already kind of in the Hall of Fame of bad taste you know i feel like the trish stratus walk around like a dog routine is on that list also it's just like yep Not, he, i mean
1: think about how that whole thing started like he got his wife to play a role where she's paralyzed and watching him have affairs with these young women in front of her face Jesus and it's Christ. like people remember the trish fast stuff they've Tend to forget the Linda stuff. I like the Linda stuff uh, like, Yeah, he was like living yeah. out his life as storyline, and we just out here just watching it and thinking like, "Oh, that's you know." When you're teenagers, you kind of like. Even I was a teenager. It wasn't so the Trish stuff. I'm like, it seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, oh. like, even for the Attitude Era, this is like you know, like we we've had this discussion before. How would you feel if somebody who didn't watch wrestling or if your parents came in and watched the segment, would would there be a way to describe this and not feel embarrassed? And the answer would be in that case, no. And there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, I'm glad I can watch wrestling now and that's really a thing. But it was a long time when you're watching wrestling where it's like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's just him. And we just kind of accepted where it's like, oh, he don't like people sneezing around him. That's just a quirk. But like no, oh. this man was a a goddamn monster for decades, and we and we let it slide because we liked Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin.
2: So, <laughs> oh,
0: yep, that is uh that is all sadly true, sir.
1: So that's the kind of extent I wanted. Like I didn't want anyone. When I when we talk about doing the show and it dropped today, I was like, of course it was. And I I didn't even know about it at first because I don't follow. Like I keep my timeline a certain way anyway.
0: Oh right. And
1: I just heard people talking about without saying it, and then I heard the story about it, and it was just kind of like, yeah, this is gross. And I saw the details, and I was like, oh, this is real gross. And then it just devolves this whole, why not you say nothing before? And oh, how yeah. dare you? Would you just like sex trafficking? And it's like, it just Twitter always devolves into this kind of like, I want to make fun of the cool people so I can be cool too. And I'm jealous of these people. I'm yeah. not going to write them down. Especially if you're a woman. Especially you're a person of color. They do not like that in wrestling. And it's a lot of kind of like, we're going to bully this person so we can feel better and humble. And it just has nothing to do with the actual stories about them. And somebody pointed out, if you're treating this as a way of like WWE versus AEW, you're a fool. And you know who's a fool? No. Chris Jericho. Because you want to know why? Because no. he out here liking posts and talking about, I hope you have the same energy for Vince Man that you have for Chris Jericho. Why are you Chris Jericho liking posts like this? Like you, Look, Be ha- <laughs> you're not out the blue yourself, alright? You better relax.
2: Uh
0: yeah uh yeah Jericho you're you're not in the clear sir yeah
1: like you're a grown ass man that has been accused of moving dirty AEW has been doing no favors where they have handled that horribly the best thing for you to do is shut up instead you want to passively aggressively kind of do stuff without saying anything and like you acting like you're fourteen ooh the events did it why don't you say something to him. And it's like, okay, well, this is a piece of garbage. What that got to do with you?
0: Well, and I mean, they like Vince, and also Vince isn't going to be at the press conference. Like, it's not like someone's actually going to be able to ask Vince anything, it, 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 it's all people surrounding him.
1: Yes, I just know that Netflix documentary about him. Huh, how about that? Netflix is doing a documentary about him right when they bought right when they have the, the <laughs> broadcast rights to Raw. It's going to be something because they said it was from basically from start to finish, including the stuff that's going on now. And oof, yeah, that man, that man might just be in Indonesia and never come
0: back. No. <laughs> well, I mean, he was already trying to hide by shaving off the mustache earlier this week
1: yeah I don't yeah. he's
0: trying to be less villainous looking.
1: It's just amazing how hubris <laughs> always trips people up, where it's kind of like you just need to know like if you just shut up or just don't say anything or just nip it in the bud when you have a chance to, you don't put yourself in these problems, but they feel like I can do whatever I want. And nothing bad will ever happen. Cause I guess I mean to be perfectly blunt, if you that you that powerful, you got away with so much. Why wouldn't you feel that way?
0: Uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, that is one of those things that uh, it's, it's like an eternal question. You're like, come on, it's right there. It's all in history. Like everyone does this. Like just. All you've got to do is avoid what's happened before, and people <laughs> fuck it up anyway. No oh, way hey, they got them. But they ain't gonna get me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah, I, I, my plan is foolproof. <laughs> this, this is the plan. There is no way I'm getting caught with this one. It's like motherfucker people always get caught. Like, what? look at a goddamn history book.
1: And it's like, you already got in trouble. You forced yourself back in just so you get in more trouble. That's the first thing about it. It's like, you already got knocked. And it wasn't the first time you got in trouble. It's like, you he could have took his money, retired, and been fine. But no, I want to do things my way. And basically, Everything, him forcing himself back into the board basically led to him not having any power, any influence, and just being, you know, smothered in infamy. Like, if he had just no. kind of left the first time and been fine and been cool when he got pushed out, you know, I'm just going to enjoy my money, say I'm sorry, don't say nothing else. for Three, four years and now, people are going to look at it differently. His ego went allowed, I got to be in charge of the sale. They trust Wall Street. Trust me. They don't trust y'all. I'm a. I'm gonna make sure like you're not going. You know, you're not going to ignore me and look at them now. Like you know, it's kind of like it's people who always push this like if you have that amount of money, having more money is not going to mean anything. It's about having the control and influence. Like this, like we learned with Dan Snyder, people got on talking about well, Dan Snyder. Oh. He got away with Mike. He didn't get away. He was already a billionaire before he sold that team. Having more money is not going to change his life that much. He's just going to be looked as the loser who can't own a team anymore. He got kicked out the club
0: for being a, for being an asshole for being a criminal. Uh yeah. I and I mean that's. Uh... You know, Robert Kraft did not get kicked out of the Cool Kids Club for uh, for what he did. But yes. Dan Dan Snyder got I got mean, the dude. Dan Snyder
1: was a damn. I mean, he was a Cobra criminal from the stuff that's coming out, uh, like sex trafficking cheerleaders on on the damn road. Is like it's it's just amazing how people do all this stuff and they can still get away with it if they just knew when to when to say no. It's like they always go like all of this came in over John Gruden. Wow. that's how all this started. John, because of John Gruden, we're gonna get him in trouble because we don't like him. He's doing some bad stuff, and we're gonna expose him and look where that led. Like you can't, you cannot move that way when people don't like you either. And it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna get you. And it's like people know, especially if you' messing with their money. And that's how that—that's the main thing. Start like no. he's basically lying on ticket sales to keep money in his pockets and the wage sharing from the other owners. If it's one thing rich people do not like, it's being robbed by other rich people. <laughs> so yeah, that's <sighs> hubris.
0: Yeah, it's, it's never- a hell of a drug, man. It's a hell of a drug.
1: Never fails. But let's talk about some good stuff.
0: Sure. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff this week. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I, I know you guys probably talked about WWE raw going to Netflix.
0: Uh, yeah, we did.
1: Um, it's and I've heard a lot of people make comments about it, saying kind of like they don't know what WWE was thinking, they don't know what Netflix was thinking. I'm like, they're thinking about the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they think. Like, people do not understand net, the the control that Netflix or the influence that Netflix has like worldwide. They probably oh. you know, they tend to look at it like like Netflix is kind of like they have a lot of programming or sold programmer rights of a lot of stuff worldwide. do on you think about America, like they they are not just thinking local, and they no. see they're writing on the wall where it's kind of like you need to have you know both.
2: You just uh, can't be, you
1: just can't be terrestrial and you just can't be digital. You need to do both because people still use both. And
0: yeah, and I mean, just how much. It's so much. I mean, it's so funny just talking about my wife. Like, uh, how much international. It's easy to watch international programming now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I have seen way too many K dramas, uh, C dramas, I believe. A couple have been on the list, and a couple other, like, Southeastern Asian country dramas over the past, like, two years. Like, yeah, like, it. Yeah, Netflix reaches a bigger audience if you're counting the world. And that's why, I mean, I know that I was kind of bad with the old movie box offices. I'm like, oh, who gives a shit what it does international? Now I'm like, yeah, I understand. Never mind. Just, I'm going to shut up and just stand over here.
1: Why people keep making Fast and Furious movies? Um, because the world keeps watching them. <laughs> they like those movies. Like on now (laughs) it's like it's it's a simple thing and it's like people watch wwe worldwide and it's probably a lot easier for them to watch it on netflix compared to like you know whatever service they may have had before and netflix you can say what they want but they know how to course correct and they have an idea like what they want to do and i remember people making fun of them when they said we're gonna cut down on sharing passwords and stuff you know what i heard online (laughs) well i guess they ain't gonna have netflix you know what happened oh. Netflix? They bragged about how many more subs- subscribers they had. And you know how well Netflix is doing? They're getting rid of like, their cheapest ad um, tier. They're like, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> like basically, be- beat it, Brokey. We doing just fine. So, <laughs> Yes, they they yeah. had five hundred like they had five hundred million dollars a year to give to WWE, considering that they paid like Dave Chappelle eighty or ninety million dollars for two comedy specials, like. It's the reason Adam Sandler decided, like, you know what, I'll release serious stuff in the movies, but all my funny stuff will be on Netflix because he brings people to watch Netflix. It's like the math is wonky in certain things where it's like they spend a lot of money on stuff they shouldn't spend. But on other stuff, it's like they're going to bring in eyeballs. And it's not like people who just watch WWE are not going to watch anything else on Netflix like, that's oh. not going to be a problem. Like, they're going to stay on Netflix and watch all this stuff. So, it's not like the argument you used to have before. It's like, well, we want to spend a lot of money because the only thing they watch is Raw. It's not like they're going to watch Burn Notice. So, <laughs> we, can't get co- we can't get the same commercial money or ad money that we get for other stuff. It's like, no. They're going to they, watch WWE and they're going to watch Castlevania. <laughs> or, oh, they're gonna watch, or they're going to watch Bloodsport or something like that. Like, they're going to watch... Netflix and the other argument I've heard was, can they handle live streaming? Oh, they will be able to. I'm like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> like, what are we like? What? What? What are we talking about? Do you, think, do you think they're not gonna figure it out?
0: Yeah, that was one where I'm like, no, no, this isn't really a question, guys. Like, I there's no to me, there's no way that any business is like you know, the WWE, they've had good streaming part, you know, well, maybe not partners. I mean, they started their own thing, but then just started having partners for it. And it's just like, they know how streaming works. you know, live streaming works. A, I'm sure they at least have some of the information on hand, uh, to, to help Netflix out at a minimum.
1: And and I'm sure Netflix kind of knows. It's like Netflix, yeah. this ain't no mom and pop. It's not <laughs> a plus.
2: It's
1: Netflix. Like this isn't even four or five years ago. Like, yo, Peacock does it with with rarely any problems. Amazon, I have never had problems watching NFL on Amazon, and at, and I've never no. watched hey she's watching baseball on Apple. It's like we have crossed that bridge, and all you gotta do is look at YouTube. They did Sunday Ticket far better than DirecTV ever did. It was like, we had figured out how to do live streaming. This isn't like, this isn't the old days where you had HBO Max, where you had an app built off the bones of another app. And if you tried to rewind, you couldn't watch a movie. Like, we passed those days.
0: Yeah, so. uh, well, and it's one where I haven't complained about it in a while, wrestling-related-wise. I wanted, like, I didn't want to order AEW's pay-per-views because they are on Bleacher Report Live because the stream was just horrendous nine out of ten times. But the last, like, probably two years, it's like, nah, man, whatever, they've got it. Like, it's not a big deal anymore. Like, I, I, I haven't had to complain about it in years. So, I mean, you're right. Like, it wasn't that long ago that there was some laggy terribleness, but now it's not a problem.
1: Yeah, and they're they're not going to spend all this money and then just, like, not invest in it. Like, they're looking at... 10 years! (laughs) (laughs) Like, 10 years is a long-ass time, so... And they're looking at the future where it's kind of like, we're going to have... You know, because more than likely, they're going to move to network over to Netflix and probably be a lot easier on Netflix than it is on Peacock. Like, Peacock is horrible. And also you got to think about the whole, I don't know if you guys talked about it, just the whole infrastructure of kind of like having WWE on Netflix means you get to have WWE wrestlers on Netflix, which means Netflix shows, Netflix specials, like not just, I mean, we laughed at the whole thing that that Halloween New Day Undertaker thing, but it's like, that was a thing. Somebody oh. thought about that being like somebody thought about that being a thing. Like you know, if you had a you have a show and you want to put a WWE wrestler on, it, like they're in they're in the house. It would not it would not be the first time.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: just Go like ahead. USA, you know, like I that's the reason I ended up watching Psych for like I think I only I popped in the second season, but John Cena was on there. I'm like well, let's see how John Cena does in this thing. And I'm like, oh, he's pretty funny. And I ended up getting hooked on the show and, like, <laughs> watched the rest of the series. Yeah,
1: like, Thunder in Paradise used to have um, Sting show up. Ric Flair showed, like, you know, it's like TNT. Oh, well, you know, you're in the studio. We know who you are. You know how we are. It's like The Miz has made a lot of money oh, thanks to USA. Yes,
0: he has.
1: So <laughs> you think about something like Total, you know, Total Divas and Total Bellas.
0: What, in Montez and uh, Bianca? Bianca. Yes. Yeah, Is it a on USA? Show. Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yes,
1: and trust me, when they get the chance to show off just how charismatic they are, yes, they, y'all need to start building a future of Bianca Belair not being full-time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they, she,
0: she, she's on the uh, on, on the uh, Roman, well, not Roman Reigns. I mean, yes, Roman Reigns Roman. seems to have been stalling out a little bit. I guess you need to end the championship reign before I mean, heading off, enjoy- right? He's
1: enjoying part a part time schedule because he earned it, so <laughs> he's in, he's in no rush. But it's kind of like we have reached a part we have reached a point now where if you are a popular wrestler. And you have some level of charisma and attractiveness, having an outside career is not out the realm of possibilities. You don't have to be the be like Becky Lynch popped up on billions. Triple H popped up on billions. That's, that was a popular showtime show. They were playing wow. themselves. And it's kind of like you seen Roman Reigns, you see Edge. Like Edge is on Percy like Edge has been doing it so long, you just forget that Edge has been doing that so long. As far as, like, oh. yeah, I'll, I'll pop up on Vikings. I'll pop up in a Highlander movie. I'm on Percy Jackson. Like, of course he would be on Percy Jackson. Like,
0: yeah, he seems to stay in that Viking lane pretty uh, pretty well. <laughs> he, he looks like a Viking
1: slash vengeful Greek god. It's Like, he is tall <laughs> with that hair, with that very distinctive face, and that distinctive voice. It's like... It is, <laughs> it pays good money to like know your lane and maximize it. Like when I watched the yeah. alone documentary, he basically said the best thing he learned was figuring out, look, this is who I am. And it's best for me to maximize my lane instead of being mediocre, trying to do other stuff to prove I can do other stuff. Like there's nothing wrong being a specialist. Like he said, once he embraced that, he was just fine. Like for, for too long, he was kind of wanting to prove I can do this other stuff. And he was like, I don't need to do that. I can just do what I do and do it better than anybody else. There's nothing wrong, you know. People talking, oh, you those just typecast working.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean there's a reason why I'm like haven't I seen that guy in something else? But like those guys that what uh, the, now they're called character actors. Yes. Where it's just like I know like I know that guy from something else and then you realize you've seen him in like six movies and yeah. in bit parts.
1: Yeah, like you see, like I'm not gonna expect to see Michael Shannon in a rom com. I expect him to be a a villain. He looks like a villain. He plays a villain well. Like you know, you know your lane. You play your lane. And yeah. So yeah, like WWE is kind of figuring out where it's kind of like because they're still gonna be on TV with SmackDown USA and with um, NXT on CW. So it's not like they just abandoned TV. And the fact that they got on CW got paid for that is just amazing. But it's like yeah, Netflix is the future, and oh. they're looking at the, they're looking at the future, and it's it's and I think Netflix got a head start because a lot of the streaming services kind of like if you want to be stay relevant, you have to get live stuff and sports oh. like sports and wrestling are a few things where people will watch live and it matters. Everything else is like I watch when I watch sports and wrestling's like I want to watch when it happens so I don't miss it, and it kind of like if. And the funny thing is, it's like people rumored, people, people assume Amazon was going to do it.
0: Uh, yeah, that was definitely out there for quite a while that Amazon was going to jump on jump
1: on it. So, so the fact that Netflix kind of saw it right on the wall and jumped in that is very exciting. And it's like, I'm curious to see how they handle that because not just that, like, we don't really talk about it. It's amazing how modern Nick Khan has made WWE in a short time. And you just wonder, like, what they could have done if Vince wasn't holding them back for all that time.
0: Uh, I, I mean, even the short comeback dragged things down. You yes. know, before he got booted out of <laughs> booted out of creative again. Whereas, just like, dude, like, just stop. Like, you could tell the tell the difference. It's just like. Nah, guy, like your time is past. Like it, it, it's always one of those I well, again, you kind of end up in the humorous territory. No one can do it better than me.
1: Cuz for a long time, you could say that as the truth, but it's uh, like Yeah. It is re- like I always admire someone like John Madden cuz he knew when to go. And it's like oh. he went before he went before they wanted to push him out. And it's something to be said about – because it's like it's hard to keep up when you're older. Some people do it like – any coaches, GMs, TV, oh. like staying with the time. Like you got to imagine somebody that's in the 70s. They was around when black and white TVs were out, and now they're trying to keep up with the cell phone <laughs> streaming era. And it's like that is – my, my mother's a very smart person she has never been on netflix amazon prom or any of that and if i ever asked her how to do that she would struggle and she is not a fool but it's just it's just foreign to oh, her it's like yeah. she's never done it never had to do it and asking somebody that it's a reason why grandmoms get their grandchildren to help them set up the new phones
0: uh, oh yeah that's one that i know i've talked about on the podcast my parents like I think this, they had to, their old TV finally died. I think this is the first smart TV that they've had. (laughs) And and they do not use any apps. Like, they didn't have cell phones for the, like, until the last, like, three years or something like that. (laughs) Did they get a modern-ish, uh, they, or no, they still just have flip phones. Because they, they would not commit to anything like, uh like an iPhone or an Android.
1: Yes, and I, I do not blame them because it's kind of like, it is just hard to keep up with that. And people tend to like, yeah. you know, brush it off and like, that's going to be us. Like one uh, day oh. it's going to be a new iPhone, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be like, now you're going to be a phone. It's going to be a contact
2: Oh, blank, yeah. Blank for this, blank for that. And we're going to be out there look like idiots,
1: like we have Tourette's trying to make <laughs> some words. <laughs> and you're
2: all, you're all it's
1: kind of like, it's just hard to keep up with that. And Vince yeah. kind of felt like, was like, oh, well, because every now and then he'll have a storyline that just hits. So it's kind of like, you just excuse all the stuff that didn't. But once you realize he's not there, and you just see all the stuff that Nick Khan and Triple H does, it's like they could have been doing this a long time ago. Oh. Probably in a lot better place. Like it just feels, it doesn't. You know, I laugh when The Rock was on the Kurt Angle documentary. He described WWE as like a mom and pop organization for the Attitude Era. The way how WWE used to talk about everybody else, and he said that, and I, and it was funny because it seemed so blasphemous. He did have a point because in a lot of ways, as modern as it was and it's like groundbreaking as well it was a lot of mom and pop little stuff for the wrong way where we can't talk about people once they leave we don't say titles or belts Uh,
2: Like it's
1: not wrestling it's sports entertainment you can't push somebody if they look a certain way I don't push redheads I don't push foreigners unless they're Irish and it's like (laughs) we just went along with. I'm like that shit is stupid oh So many things that Vince McMahon did that was dumb, and we knew it was dumb, and we just accepted because it's like, well, it ain't like you're going to give it up, so it is what it is. Everybody's out of business, and you just realize how it looks now.
0: I I mean, I guess it was always, and maybe still is in a lot of ways, that there isn't a better – Alternative out there, or like some alternative didn't work out better than it has in the past. Like who you know, I, I it, a lot of ways AEW the jury's still out just because the runtime hasn't been terribly long yet. And uh, TNA slash Impact slash TNA again I never really got there, and neither did Ring of Honor, even though. Both are around still.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I recently watched TNA to try to watch it, and it was like, it wasn't oh. bad, but just felt odd because it's kind of like I see people that I know. It's like it's like Chris Saban's still wrestling.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, not a bad one. I'm just surprised. Like, you know, it, I still it, see Chris Saban, I still see Eric Young, and then I see people like Jordan Grace that's new, and then I see Nick Never show up excited to be in TNA. And I'm like, I'm glad TNA exists because they get there's still people working they seem to they seem to found a niche was like as long as we stay in oh. our lane, we can exist. They their problem has always mm. been hubris fighting off more than they can chew. Something uh. that is kind of learning from. But it's like of course people gonna try to learn from WWF because they understand the it. When people think about for the longest time people say wrestling. 95% of the time, if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan, they're talking about WWE.
0: Oh, right.
1: Like, it's it's basically kind of like the default. And so you're going to learn from that. And just seeing, like, even when Kevin Dunn left, you see how you don't have that stupid-ass shaky cam.
2: Like uh, it, just feels, oh. it just
1: feels more professional. And it yeah. just feels like, like, little, like you know this stuff, like, just like we know when Vince wasn't there, Michael Cole, it seemed like he was a lot better on the microphone. It was like, that's not an oh. accident. And it's like we could have got that for a long time. It's like <laughs> how they have camera angles, how they do certain things. It's kind of like if you've been watching long enough and see what they used to do and you see how they do it now, it's like, yes. we oh, were holding back the
0: product. I, I'm not getting a, a seizure from the camera cuts anymore because they're not happening every three seconds. Oh, boy, that was such a terrible Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon-era thing already that, thank God, is gone.
1: Like, this, you have to understand, people tell talking about what's the big deal. I'm like, you had a man in charge who, if they didn't like how you look, that might have affected your career. And this man said Becky Lynch was too unattractive to be on WWE main TV. <laughs> and I'm like, one, this man, if he looked in the mirror, he probably would have turned a to Medusa, too. We're talking about Becky Lynch. Like, if you're going to be sexist, at least be accurate. And you're neither. And it's like, that's a big deal. How many people's careers died on the vine because some chipmunk, rat tooth bastard looked at him like, no, they don't have it. I don't like how they look. And it's like, that's, they were in charge of what we saw. And it's, it's
0: like, ugh. Yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah,
1: Stockholm syndrome. Oh, maybe he, <laughs> would, like, like you think about it, you start making excuses. Oh, well, you know, Vince did make Vince did do the atmosphere, or you know, Kofi made like the yes movie, it worked eventually, <laughs> and he was right with Kofi. My might and I tell people, it's like, yes, but the dirty secret in wrestling, especially WF, almost all of the important storylines for a long time happened by accident. People taking advantage of accidents.
2: Oh,
0: they stumbled onto greatness a lot, or the crowd just—I—I I mean, honestly, both in Kofi to me and uh, Daniel Bryan's position, like the the crowd just forced it into I mean, actualization.
1: It, you could go back to like Steve Austin. Everybody can it's say, you know, "I knew Steve. I knew Steve Austin was going to be a star." No, people might have thought he had the chops to be a star. They was not treating him like he was a star. They treated him like he was good in WCW, but never this whole he may be in the main event. Because if he was gonna be in the main event, he would have been in the main event in WCW. Who was holding? There wasn't nobody holding him back. Like he would have been right there with Rick Rude if they thought he could have did that. They did not. And W even WW was always you know gonna have him work with Ted DiBiase. Gonna have good like they was treating him like he was Dolph Ziggler.
2: basically
1: (laughs) a good ring hand you could cut up you know you might talk something here and there have a good match and it's like they lucked out into that like we are not talking about a situation like with the rock where it's like we know what we have and we just gotta figure out how to do it or Kurt Angle it's like no. more than likely something kind of like it's very few Undertakers where we see a clump of clay and we mold it and it works out the way we thought it's gonna work out most of the time it's like oh Bret Hart been
2: good for like a decade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he could be champ.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they had so many tried and true gimmicks that, uh, yeah, people had already worked out uh, somewhere else. I mean, the Iron Sheik was the Iron Sheik.
1: Like and it was always like that, and it's kind of like they might have maximized what they had, but that wasn't original plan. And like that story came out saying Shawn Michaels, you know, he was saying they were trying to fire LA Knight when he was in NXT, and Shawn Michaels like no, I got in the storyline because they was focused on his age, his age. And Shawn Michaels is like, this is a, this is a w, like this is a man that looks the part, can talk the part, like he is what y'all want, a stereotypical WWE superstar. Stop focusing on how old he is. And the fact that that was still happening until recently, it just shows where it's like, even Vince forgot what he wanted. Like, he, something oh. like LA Knight would should have been a slam dunk because, like, he's straight out the attitude era. He was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about this one. He might be too old. And it just shows where it's like, you see what they used to do, and you see what they do now. And it's just like, it's this night and day. And, like, I want to get into NXT because I don't know.
0: I mean, I that's know, where the night and day Michaels. started,
1: honestly. Yes, jokes have been made about Shawn Michaels and how he scouts talent, especially the women. I don't need to make any more because as we both watch NXT and they had an Eastern Bloc ninja, <laughs> Russell Blair Davenport, and I'm like, okay,
0: uh, they they well, uh, she is. Uh, Did move to Canada in 99, I want to say, to get away from the Serbian Wars. I'm like, oh, man, that's not cool. Of course, also on the list of reasons why Kevin's family moved here, too. So I guess not surprising
1: also. What you got to do? <laughs>
0: you know. You
1: follow, follow the dream anyway you can. If it's escaping the war zone, <laughs> I don't blame you. There's, a lot of NBA stars have done that too. But it's just kind of like we're in an era now where I can see something like that. Like I see a blind woman come out with a sword. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not even the fifth weirdest thing I've seen in NXT. It's just – it's NXT. And it's just like modern. Like they let people – I think the biggest change is they let people be the best version of themselves when they figure out how to be that. And before it's kind of like you had to fit a certain lane. Um, like Cam did a story about Rhea Ripley. And oh. and she said her biggest thing is I was trying to be something what I thought they wanted. And instead I decided to embrace like what I really was. And it worked because like, I remember when she first came to me young classic, she looked like everybody else. She's blonde. She was lanky. She had like generic, like she looked like a tall Alexa Bliss. It was like eight people like that. See her now, I'm Australian China. (laughs) It's like, there's nobody that looks like her now. And it's just kind of like she is the most most popular people on the roster just being her. And it's just kind of like there would have been a time when she would have never got that chance. I'm glad
0: she got the no. chance. Uh yeah, I mean she she has been killing it. Uh Yeah, been a fan since the May Young stuff, but hey, I mean she's It is kind of funny like that's one of the few times I feel like I'm I probably complained after that loss to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Um I don't know if that was the best thing for her necessarily. I always feel like there's a uh, a more positive way to build someone up rather than just fucking them up <laughs> and then ha- allowing them to recover from it but you know hey hey
2: just,
0: <laughs> it, it, it's worked out
1: paths to, infinite paths to paradise as they say in the holy books so <laughs> it's it's just amazing how they you know you just think about the changes they made how they want to make it more sports based and you figure with that Netflix money they're going to probably invest in production. It's like they have, they got the money. You know, five hundred million dollars a year is five hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> and I remember people kind of poo pooing. Oh, they say they want to get a raise. Like this is this is like the third time they've gotten more, a lot more than people thought they were going to get. And it's like, um, y'all not realize that wrestling is kind of hot right now, and it's one of the few things where it's like you yeah. have a guaranteed like viewership.
0: Well, I, I, I mean, you said it. I am a fairly terrible uh A because of the recording schedule, B, uh just because of some real life stuff of not necessarily watching on time all the time. But I do always feel like it's one of those things where uh you cannot participate with the community and making jokes in live time uh on the uh on the Twitter timeline if you're, you know, not watching live.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things is like people you forget a lot of the one thing that social media changed is kind of like the popular shows you want to be part of that community because you want to talk about it like one of the big reasons why game of thrones became a thing is because we oh. were talking about it sunday we were cracking jokes
2: <laughs> yeah
1: like that was that beca- i remember that became a big thing with a lot of like certain shows just hitting us like you would talk about it because you wanted to feel like a part of the thing like whenever it's a sport a big sporting event you don't want to be left out, and WWE, like, wrestling is one of those things where it's still like that. Trust me, when the, all this talk about what's going on when Saturday comes, The Royal Rumble, you know what the timeline gonna look like?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Who's like who's gonna win? And who's I'm, gonna who's gonna show up and everything? And it's just kind of like that's one man. thing that has not changed. It's kind of evolved because it's like we talked about it. It's not embarrassing to watch wrestling. Like, that stuff oh. is gone. Like, everybody yeah. watches, everybody talks about it, everybody treats it like what it is. And you ought to lie. Like, I laughed at whole Grayson Waller LA Knight thing because it's like Grayson Waller is acting like it's 1995 and LA Knight just there <laughs> smirking.
2: <laughs> and it's
1: like, yes, LA Knight, LA Knight is in his 40s. He's going to act like a man in his 40s. Like, I know how to, I've been doing this for a long time. Grayson Waller is going to be like, I got to defend the honor of, of what I do. <laughs> it's just a funny contrast where it's like they're both playing their roles. It's just funny seeing them play the how the roles have changed with Tom. Uh
2: oh.
0: Yeah. Um I guess uh speaking of the Rumble or no, hold on. We 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 never really got to NXT.
1: Yeah, so I watched NXT and beside the uh, Chase you shenanigans, oh. which is which is funny. And I saw oh, the Paisons the got their, their revenge against outside the mud. And, uh, one thing about the WWE is like you know they really hot when they bring back, you know, gang violence. Gang warfare. Like the ethnic warfare. Like some <laughs> um, it's just what I like about NXT is the shades of gray. Where oh. An example like Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. I don't know why that tag team works. It should not work under any circumstances. But they just kind of like – it works because it's like Baron Corbin is this surly, smart-alecky yeah. goofball that can also like beat people up. And Braun Breaker is like a meathead with a sense of humor. And it's uh, like
0: yeah. – I, I mean, I think they did sum it up about as well as you can in that first promo when, when Baron Corbin's like, yeah, we're both assholes. Like, this is why this is going to work. We're both assholes.
1: And, Braun's like, you're right. <laughs> and, and Baron Corbin came up with that goofy wolf, that wolf hat and just laughing it off. And it's like, you laugh at them in an the interaction, but then they get in the ring and it's like, oh, they can go. Like, you forget. Oh. Baron Corbin can wrestle when they become... Like, his in-ring stuff has never been an issue. It's just been how they booked him has been a problem. And the son of Rick Steiner, like, what y'all expect?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it's like, yes, he, he moves like the son of Rick Steiner would move. And it's just having, like, that, that was an awesome tag team match because Nathan Fraser and Axiom was basically doing the little, the little man, big man match. And it was just...
0: Uh, Damn bucks. Yeah, the, the the only thing that I will say, just I, I don't think I mentioned it on Twitter, but the only thing that was a drawback for me in that match was that was a very AEW start of them. <laughs> to have Nathan Frazier and Axiom attack the heels and then just the referees like, yeah, sure, let's just ring the bell as soon as someone gets rolled
1: into uh, the ring get, here. Give them a head start. <laughs> I, call that the, I call that the TNA special. <laughs> CNA used to do that too. You start off the show and all of a sudden AJ Styles trying to jump some more Joe. you hear Don West screaming, like, You see that Mike? They didn't wait for the bell. It's like, hey, mm. you gotta you gotta draw him in somehow. Like so <laughs> it was a, it was yeah. an awesome match that yeah, team. that team has awesome goofy chemistry, like that's NXT.
0: Well, even play. the other team, like, I've enjoyed the Axiom and Nathan Frazier skits. I I like the Nathan Frazier, uh, what the hell was his, like, uh, SNL-type hot uh, news desk thing?
1: Yes, I remember that. Like, I'm glad he moved on because he used to be with Dragon Lee and the two <laughs> women that one of them might been there anymore. Um, and now it's like, it's funny, like, him and Axiom just kind of like, we've wrestled so many times and basically, like, gone 50-50. We oh. both know we're good. We might as well take my, like institution like your Brian Pillman thing or the Seamus Cesaro thing. Is like we could keep beating each other up, or we just be a team.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean that's it. I that's fine that they don't win this, but they're probably the better long term team if that's the way things end up working out.
1: Yeah, definitely no doubt. So you, like you have you have that you have the whole thing with the the women's title with. It's about Roxanne Perez, where I feel like she would be an awesome heel because she just looks, I don't, like, it's funny where she's a quintessential baby face, but when she has an attitude, I don't know if it's the lip gloss or something, she just looks very deep. It's like, if you cross me, I'm like a damn honey badger, like that, <laughs> and it's like subtle, like subtle bitchy energy yeah it's kind of like it's a good description yeah like y'all screwed like i never got my rematch and y'all screwed me and i'm letting it slide but i'm not gonna keep letting it slide it's just bubbling over i I can see her like losing that match to lara valkyria and then just beating the crap out of lara valkyria after the match where like i'm done being nice uh
0: yeah i I mean to me that's the ideal outcome in a lot of ways like have her win it on the second match honestly like you know, like you said, have her snap. The, have her lose, snap. And Lyra gets a win over Roxanne. And you can have a... If you don't want to have the third match right away, cool. If you do, I don't like Lyra's chances. <laughs> but, I mean, she you know, it can up. work. Tatum, Tatum's did to look,
1: look after her. If she <laughs> just be smart and embrace that.
0: Uh. Well... And, I mean, that has been the interesting thing. I think Jeremy and I talked about it last week where they've kept their champions around, you know? And I think Lyra's going to be in the same boat. Like, I mean, Roxanne said it during the promo this week, sure. She's like, hey, I was in your position last year, like- <laughs> you, you know? And it I, Lyra's going to lose the belt. And I don't – you know, if Roxanne Perez isn't going up to the main roster – Nearly immediately. I don't think Lyra's going up nearly immediately yeah. either.
1: I think Lyra's going to be there for a while. I think Rox, unless Roxanne wins the belt, I think her and Tiffany will be on WWE fairly soon. Because, um, like, Roxanne definitely had. But they might do the thing, what they do with Braun Breaker is kind of like people wonder, like, why hasn't Braun Breaker went to the main roster? I'm like, they're expanding his character. Like, oh, yes. no, like he is still young and there's no rush. Like, him staying he's becoming a fully fleshed out person. So when he gets there, it's going to make a difference to him. Like I'm Rick Steiner's son. I do spears. I bark. It's like, you're going to need more than that. (laughs) And now, now he has more than that. Like being a fully fleshed character, is never a bad thing. And developmental is supposed to be about developing anyway. So let him develop, let her develop. And the whole, I have a uh, secret admirer slash stalker type thing. No. And, like, you're waiting for Tatum Paxi to snap because it's kind of, like, I just want to be your friend. And Lara's like, you're creeping me out. And then why, why are you jumping? <laughs> why are you jumping this, girl? Like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, you know how this going to turn out.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, I say it a lot where it's just sometimes the obvious thing is a good thing. And this is, uh, yeah, it's a fairly obvious thing that's going to happen here. And that's fine. Like, it should play out the way that it's going to play out.
1: Yeah. Like, obvious is obvious for a reason. Like, Santa Claus does not show up on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he shows up at Christmas for a specific reason. Because it works. And one thing about NXT is kind of like, they let stuff play out. And even when you get a general idea... you. Really disappointed, more or less. Like you know where, like the whole Carmelo uh, Hayes, Ilya Dragon, all Trick Williams thing. Like uh, you know, you know what's leading to. Hey, uh, man, no.
2: It's,
0: yeah, it's. You know, this week to me provided a little more of a. I'm getting a, a little bit. To me, it's feeling a little long in the truth tooth with Trick and Mellow. But, you know, they have, you can tell that they have an end game in mind, at least. Yeah. Like,
1: they, like, we know it's going to probably bubble over because they are also going to be probably, you know, did they win a the match? They're going to be in the finals of the Dusty Classic. And they're going to probably lose to um, Corbin and oh, Ron Breaker. Yeah. And it's going to probably blow over over that. It's either going to start there it's going to end with a title match. And it's kind of like, it's just a funny thing where it's Dragon out how he being – in it. Like an instigator, <laughs> so on both of them. Like he kind of know, like you know, he gonna turn your back. Like you, you saw Russell wrestle me, and you ain't ready because your friend comes <laughs> attacking the back. Your friend. It's like he's the champ. the child of the game is head in the game.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny that he's uh, getting a little bit of a pass for being as much of a dickhead as he's being. Uh, just because he's right, and like everyone can kind of see the obvious at this point, so like people are like, meh. you know, like he's
2: right.
1: <laughs> yes, like I will say this: he they do not insult the intelligence of the crowd that they have because kind of like because people know because that's why they keep chanting. Like everybody's kind of like Carmelo did it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like everybody's basically saying that except for Carmelo and Trick is kind of like. I think he did, but I don't want to think that because that's my friend, and my friend wouldn't be that selfish. But oh. it's like maybe your friend might be that selfish, so it's just kind of like the obvious burn is still a nice burn, and it's just yeah. I'm looking forward to see how that goes. And it's because kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like they know what we know, and they're booking it that way, and it's kind of like y'all know the story. So enjoy the story. And that's what oh. we're doing. Enjoying the, enjoying the story. You know? Yeah. Like, I know something I did enjoy. That that Lola Vice, Electra Lopez. Ooh, <laughs> that, that felt personal. I know it was, like, scripted. That felt <laughs> personal. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I mean, I think it felt personal just because it's hard not to think what Lola Vice is saying, to be honest with you. Because um, Electra Lopez, they're like, hey, uh, we're not going to bring you up with the rest of Legato (laughs) up to the main roster. Or, or, well, no, what? They brought her up for the first showing and then kicked her out of the group, I think?
2: they never
0: brought her up. Okay, they never brought her up. And it's just like, oh, okay, they thought she needed to develop this, that, or the other thing. And I mean... I know that she's had a couple of matches in between, but wow, man, she has just been stuck on that roster and they give Lola Weiss the uh, breakout star for the women. It's kind of funny that the one that's going to end up being the heel in this situation, it's just like, no, I kind of agree with her in this situation. And
1: it's hilarious because everything Electra Lopez was saying was kind of like true because she like one day you out here crying about how you overcame no. <laughs> being an MMA fighter how you love WWE and next time you out here shaking your ass doing jump rope in the thong <laughs> and it's like you want to be a heel one day and a baby face the other day you out here like perpetrating and it's like you just out here being eye candy <laughs> and the funny thing is Nothing she said was technically wrong, uh, but it's yeah. just weird where it has this two hills. Because even Lola, like, Lola Vice, is out here being a hill and they won't let her be a hill Because even for like, it ain't my fault these sheep follow me.
2: <laughs> like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, like, I'm so hot, I can't help it. Like, they, they do what I tell them. I'm like, she is talking like a hill. And they like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, yes, they,
1: they, she's gonna be a star. Like, she oh. is going to be a, a big-time star when she gets enough season because she looks the way she looks, and she can fight. And oh. she just has, like, perfect heel energy, but it's like she's just so awesome at it where it's going to be the Rhea Ripley thing where, like, I'm not going to boo this, to boo this hot Cuban that can do spin kicks and sleeper holes. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like she is not gonna, she is not gonna be a heel for long when she makes it the main roster. Because even now she gets cheered and she goes out her way being a, a heel. And I do feel bad for Alexa Lopez because she gonna get left. Like she has the look, but she's not getting the ring time. This is gonna be like, oh. it's far too many super athletes down there to be like average in the ring. I mean, like oh. no matter how no matter
0: how good you look, because everybody NXT looks good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's kind of ridiculous. And I see the new people they have, like,
1: I, they get these gymnasts and stuff that look like video models, and I'm like, where's HBK finding these people? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, the, I mean, it is wild how much, I, and I don't know if all of them have been signed to the NIL deals, but, I mean, it's been pretty clear that they're going after the college athletes that, Aren't doing stuff. I mean, you even look at—I mean, I look at Oba Femi, like on the men's side of the roster, and what he was shot put at Georgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like I, that guy looks like a wrestler.
1: Yes, it's like you're not going to make it to the Olympics. you want to drive a forklift? Or you want to be a wrestler?
0: <laughs> yeah, this whole like, wrestling thing sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he has the—he has the presence. And the crowd, like, it didn't take long.
1: Like, the crowd saw him as, like, he is a big deal. I'm going to cheer him. And it's like, he everything about him screams wrestler. Everything. And he carries himself like, yes, I'm a wrestler. And I don't know if he's 22 or 25, because you've heard different. His mama say he's 25. They say he's 22. He's in his 20s. People say he look like he's in his 40s. <laughs> but,
0: oh, he is not that old. Yes,
1: that man's just a grown-ass man but it's like <laughs> he just has like that's you can do and i you can still do indie people but we've talked before it's kind of like it ain't like it's a whole lot of indie people that's not signed that they can sign like that indie oh. wave, it's kind of indie wave is like an aw or tna for the most part or already in wwe like that people forget like the whole NXT black and gold era was the way it was because they basically signed every damn person that was ever a thing in ROH. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to kind of go with the, I mean, they almost, some of the indie people define themselves by that now. You know, like, I, as much as I've enjoyed, or I enjoyed going to the GCW show, like, there's some of those go- people, uh, yeah, because there are, were some women there that, you know, I don't think they'd necessarily ever see the WWE. You know.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: It's but
0: they can like, make a living, probably.
1: And one thing about now is kind of like you can make a living in wrestling if you if you work at it, and it's more avenues than there ever was. It's easier to watch wrestling than there ever has been, and they will find you. Oh, someone, someone will find you eventually it may take longer than it should be but someone will find you and it's just kind of like yeah. between that and the NIL thing like I I used to make it I used to think about all that time when it comes like NIL signing like if there was a thing back in the day someone like Sean Johnson would have been in WWE like it'd been a lot of like Olympic gymnasts where it's like oh. you're, not, you're not a gymnast anymore what you gonna do you look, you 5 foot 3 and it's like you, you can do all those flips come down to Florida like You just think about how many track and field people would have would have been a thing if they were doing that thing. Oh,
0: yeah, like, if they weren't too too worried about someone being skeezy. Yeah, it's like,
1: no, I'm going to get old. I want to see if I can groom Kelly Kelly because I saw her in a bikini magazine. Like <laughs> <ugh.
0: It's, laughs> To I'm tie glad, all the yeah, topics together.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we moved past that, but it's like, y'all do not realize how it used to be. Like, we got lucky when we got somebody like, like Torres, Michelle McCool—that was like athletic. Most of the time, it's like, "Oh, she hot." And
0: that's all it that is. <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, even the aforementioned Trish Stratus—you uh you thought that it came in as just a hot thing. You're like, "Oh no, hot damn, she can wrestle!"
1: And that's somebody, because she was actually a fan, and she cared enough to put the effort in, because that was not supposed to happen. Because that was like, "Oh, I remember her in fitness." I remember her on a couple of those magazines. It's like, yes, yeah, she was a. If you if you was into that scene, you knew who she was because she was like basically the Michael Jackson of the of women's fitness back then. Like she's in a place where they had beautiful women, she stood out. So I remember the first time I I remember watching. I think it was like Sunday Night Heat, and I saw her no. and I was like, oh, because <laughs> it's, it's like seeing a Lamborghini for the first time. Because People may not realize it. Ain't nobody looked like her back then. Oh,
2: nobody. <laughs> like we was, we
1: had the sunnies and we, this was like the sunny Sable era. And like, you know, um, Jackie and Ivory, but yeah, beautiful women. Tristratus was like the one-on-one. It's like probably, the, it probably felt the same way when a scout saw Babe Ruth for the first time. Like, Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know you could actually hit the ball over the fence consistently. <laughs> And he can pitch, like, yes, that's how it was. And now, you could not to say you could just find her anywhere, you could they probably like nine people. Like, you see, Tiffany Stratus, like, you know what, if I made a wrestler out of a lab, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And it's just kind of like they just have so many that's already there, like to the fact where I still laugh, Santino Morella's daughter is in NXT and i just and i just love her character because she doesn't play a beauty queen she plays a i don't know why these musty wrestlers who don't (laughs) like these musty fans who don't use soap like (laughs) use a bar why are you out here don't you have pride in yourself like it is just hilarious which like she's a hell and she ain't wrong (laughs) like she's just uh she is a it's in an earnest way. I was laughing when she wrestled with Roxanne Perez, and she's like, "You have issues. You need help. Why are you out here acting like a maniac? What's wrong with you?" And it's just that's just the thing. Like they just have so many people in the pipeline to replace the people that leave. Where it's not going to be, you know, because eventually, you know, you're gonna have like the Becky Lynch's is gonna leave. And the Charlottes are going to be Well, Charlotte's going to try to prove, like, I'm going to come back from ACL tear in three months. But, <laughs> but it's kind of like, they have people to replace them. No, they have people to replace them. Not even talking about the whole stardom path. No. Like, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what stardom was. I'm going to talking about like, Yeah, okay. Okay, Hunter.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Rest himself. I just like. I just like getting the best of the best. It's like.
0: Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll just bring in the best Japanese wrestlers when I get the chance here. Yes. And it's
1: like people. I remember a time. Like that's one of the changes. There was a time when Io was going to leave. Oh. Because it was like, I don't know where my career is going to be. And it's like, I don't like how y'all booking it. And not only did she stay, Kyrie came back. She didn't have to come back. She did her time. She was fine. She's like, I want to come back with my friends because I can actually do something. And now they got Julia. They got an an Italian, Japanese fashion model, strong style, like one of the best women wrestlers on the planet. It's like, yes. Yes. Of course, I want to sign something like that. And it was like five, four years ago, ain't no way in the world. Vince McMahon would not, like, wait, <laughs> how come she looked like that? She don't speak English. <laughs> like, he, he would have saw that, and it would have been no. Like, he would have had, he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have known what to do with her. Triple H and Shawn Michaels knows what to do with her. And, uh, and the fact that they're going to be TV, it's just... Speaking of NXT, I don't know if you guys – you probably (laughs) probably talked about it. I guess we're getting with that. So I don't know if it's – you know, rumors are rumors. Nothing's confirmed. I've been laughing my ass off with the idea of Okada being on NXT on the CW. (laughs) I don't know why that tickles me so much.
0: Like I was sitting there going, I don't know. This isn't the worst idea. Like – I, I almost expect him to do a cup of coffee like Kevin Owens or Shinsuke even did, honestly, where it's just like, hey, we're going to have you wrestle a couple of the top guys. We're probably not going to give you the championship because why? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like we team, know what we got, yeah. but am I up for a Braun Breaker and Okada match? Sure. Like, why not? Like, why would I not want to see that?
1: I think it's the whole idea of the fact that, one, nobody thought it ever be possible that Okada would even think about going to WWE. <laughs> and I heard how smug people were. It's like, oh, boy, he ain't going to ta the president, and blah, 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 get out your head. He ain't da-da-da-da-da. And then they say he's leaving. And then people start putting then you hear, like, oh, I because I, you know Triple H is, wants to get him. They talked about that. And you know they talk about wanting to do NXT in Japan. And oh. you see how they booked Shinsuke Nakamura recently. And I'm sure Okada has seen that. You see how they booked the women and he's seen that too. And he's talking about wanting wrestle WrestleMania and he's talked about how he doesn't feel like he's gotten paid the way he should have got paid. So you put all that together <laughs> and this idea is kind of like, I think it's this whole, he's too good for them. And it's like, Logan Paul is the United States champion, and he is a multi-millionaire, one of the most famous people on the planet. <laughs> Ain't nobody too good to be in WWE at this point. It's like everybody <sighs> is in WWE. I know Okada is royalty, and I just know the whole idea of kind of like Okada being in WWE is blasphemous. But it's like it's not the same WWE anymore. People, people need to accept
0: that. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that kind of cracks me up about certain fans where it's just like no guys Vince is really not in charge anymore like I I got it you have your I hate Vince's booking philosophy but that's been out the window for at least a year now Yes, you know and more more, at least before that what Triple H you could tell Triple H was running it for like nine months without that like three to five three to six month interruption so like realistically triple H has been running it for the last like two and a half years and it's just like if you discount that three to six months in there uh, like he know
1: like he's like the people who are getting pushed would not have gotten pushed if this was still running the show like you yeah. know that you see how these people are getting pushed and they know it's like the fact that they sent William Regan's Regal's son over to all Japan is like that they even acknowledge that and it's kind of like they understand the world has changed and fans have changed. It's like and also oh. taking account like Nick Khan is not a Nick Khan is everything you know about him. He's a very ruthless, very intelligent man. And he's trying to look at like, I'm trying to make this shit modern. This whole model no. how y'all used to do. We're not doing it anymore. We we are ushering, wrestling into the future as it should be. And seeing that picture on the Wall Street Exchange of The Rock, Triple H, and Nick Khan, I just laugh my ass <laughs> off because it's kind of like yes, of course Nick Khan would be friends with The Rock back in the day. And of course somebody showed a picture of Nick Khan being on the Wheel of Fortune. Winning oh. money so he could pay for law school. He was broke. <laughs> And Uh. the fact that it starts there and it ends and it's like, yeah, that's probably what it is. The Rock is just the Rock is on the board of directors, (laughs) and he had he got his his you know he got his name back, got full rights to his master. Something that rarely happens anymore. I don't know why they. I'm sure they did it because it's probably good business. But the fact that that happens just you imagine watching Hunter Hearst Chelsea versus Rocky via yeah, somebody tell you how that story would end up. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are literally at the top of the wrestling profession. Like, that is. The Rock it's wild. Thinking, some, yeah, like, one day, The Rock is going His life. I know he had a TV show about his life. No, his life is movie worthy because the stuff that happened in his life is insane.
0: <laughs> oh. oh. It, the stuff that I saw on that TV show was pretty wild yeah
1: like people make jokes about it but it's like it's, it's he has had a wild ass life you're talking about this whole american dream nonsense he could say yes i did that and how are you gonna tell him different like keep in mind he also is like yes i i had my own spring football league in addition yeah. to this like it's and they're seeing Triple H oh. kind of like being you know, all smug, like, yeah, I'm running the show now with my buddy Sean.
0: Well, yeah. and I'm honestly like when they announced him for the board, I'm also sitting there, you were talking about the Netflix tie-ins for the WWE wrestlers. I'm like, when do we see more wrestlers on the seven bucks production?
1: You will see list. That because it's like you've seen like you've seen people pop up on Young Rock and oh, it's yeah. like and it's kind of like, I saw that whole clip of what, was the Titan Games or something like that he had back in the day? Oh, yeah, Titan Games. L.A. Knight himself.
0: Well, and what's her name? Uh, Ivy Nile was on that show as a contestant. Yeah, and
1: it's like, <laughs> The Rock has very, like, rock, one thing The Rock has shown is that it pays to be nice. Oh, it pay like it pays yeah. to have a pleasant personality, and like people talk about this person. Oh, is it fake? Is it whatever? It's like when you are kind and you treat people with respect, you can go places. And it's just funny how many like doors will open because people want to be around. Like people will be around assholes if they have to be. If it's if it's like okay, he's a prick, but I could It's successful, so I deal with it. Nobody want to be around an asshole. You just tolerate them. Nobody's like I can't wait to work with that prick who heats up his salmon in the microwave and he's late and he's saying racial slurs, but he always hits the bottom line. So it's like you know he's a winner, so we deal with him. You you force yourself to deal with that type of person. You don't want to. Somebody that you actually like and enjoy, like I can't wait to talk to Dwayne. It's gonna be a nice day. It's gonna be a great day. Yeah, and he has that energy. Like it's gonna be a great day today. And of it's like yeah, why wow, you got the rock on the board? I'm like. If they're trying to expand their portfolio, and move the future. Having the biggest movie star on the planet there is not a bad thing. He has a relationship with Netflix already, and more oh. like he's the Rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why would
1: you not want to be in business with the Rock? Like the Rock still loves wrestling. The Rock is famous. They're trying to move, They're trying to modernize themselves. Move the future. Use that asset if you can. Cause why not? And it's just kind of like it's. It makes perfect sense. It's just funny that it took this long. and I just laughed and like dreams do come true. I'm just of the conversations. They just, you know, Triple H is just wrong. Like, look at us. <laughs> like who? Like who would have guessed? And it's, yeah, all because of hubris from Vince McMahon, is <laughs> why all this happened. And that, I don't know which one is funnier, the Triple H thing, or the HBK, I think
0: it's the HBK thing. Uh, Just because there's an actual redemption story, like, Triple H had the oh, he's bigfooting everyone, and holy shit, I still can't believe that I'm pretty sure that that took place during Stunt Granny podcasting time. Um, But, uh, you know, he didn't really have the redemption story that Shawn Michaels did with the you know, the drugs you know, born-again Christian, which is eye-rolling on this side of the microphone, at Uh, least. But
1: It it don't count, because Jesus found me.
0: (laughs) But, you know, hey, good for him for not being a prick anymore.
1: Not just being a, not only not just being a prick, being a very progressive man. Because you just see, it's like, we have talked about it, and one of the things that that advantage NXT has, especially Shawn Michaels, is like Shawn Michaels knows how to book people that are non-white in a way that does not seem cringy.
2: Uh, oh,
0: yeah. I mean, even the uh, Croatian ninja or Serbian ninja, not cringy. Yeah. yeah, it's like it might
1: be stereotypical. It might be slightly over the top, but it's kind of like I watch Trick Williams. I like Trick Williams. I would have hated to see how Vince McMahon would have booked somebody trick Williams to Carmelo Hayes. It would have been horrible. And I don't have that worry now. I don't because I remember how the Street Prophets were in NXT. I remember how the Street Prophets were when they, faced, when they first came to, to the main roster. And I see how they are now. I see how Bobby Lashley is sometimes, and I saw how Bobby Lashley was other times. So that Bobby Lashley line of storyline looks a lot uglier in the light, man. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, I don't have a problem with somebody who looks a certain way, how to get booked now. Because it's kind of like people have an understanding of these characters in a way that Vince was just incapable. Like, what would Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard know about booking somebody in their 20s? They know about pop
0: culture. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Shawn Michaels and Triple H and, and The Rock, uh, Ava... No last name. Yes. Youngest NXT general manager. Well, youngest general manager in the WWE.
1: Yes, that has gotten plenty of comments, both positive <laughs> and negative. Look at that. Uh, becoming a Brock. <laughs> Been on the board for a week. already his Nepo baby jumping to the front of the line. And it's, <laughs> I'm like, look, some, she has something they just trying to figure out what it is. Like, you know, oh. people are about, oh, I guess she's not going to run. I'm like, she's 22. It's not like she's not going to ever run. Like, if she wants to wrestle, she has time to learn to wrestle. But she has a presence, and she can talk. And it's kind of like, NXT, so it be for the, figuring out how people work, developmental. And uh, like her character.
0: You know, it, it, it it's almost wild in a lot of ways that <laughs> Corey Graves' injury probably worked out for the best for him.
1: Yes, cause
0: I I don't know if he would have had this long of a wrestling career, or if he would have really made it on the main roster.
1: I mean, that size would have been would have held him back. Um, and it's just like it's sometimes you know finding your lane is the best lane. Cause like Byron Sachs is the same thing. Like you know, there's a certain ceiling that you might hit, so you transition to something else. And he transits like you know, Samantha Irvin was. To be there trying to be a wrestler and she realized like my body type is not conducive to wrestling but luckily I look the way I look, and I have a voice that an angel gave me <laughs> oh, <no shit. laughs> so she is the best <laughs> freaking their ass is Howard Finkel and it's kind of like she can do that job for as long as she wants to do that job because she will have that job until she don't want that job anymore even though she don't get to say um, Chelsea Green the right way anymore because somebody complained. Oh, liking.
0: honestly, I couldn't believe it. They're like, hey, they brought, she brought back the iconic thing. And I'm like, I thought she was only off of that for like two weeks. Like, because, yeah, she brought back the nasally Chelsea Green oh, this she brought week. Oh, Oh, I had, I had
1: watched Ron a little bit, so I'm glad because I remember she, it, was, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: it was literally this week where people were like making a big deal out of the fact that she brought it back. And I'm like, has it been gone that long? Like, I only thought it'd been two weeks. Like,
2: I'm not joking.
1: Yeah, it's something about her. It's kind of like she has a lot of people like her. The people who don't like her do not like her for my like, yeah, ass. She's doing that goofy stuff, and I don't like it. It's like, calm down, Grandpa. Howard Finkel not coming back. Oh, well, and if you to come say, yeah, I ain't seen it no more. So, like, said,
0: oh no, that's that wasn't Chimmel, that's uh, what's his name on uh, AEW because oh, we get no. it with the uh, Justin Roberts. Oh,
1: Justin Roberts. Well, I always think that was Chimmel, yeah, yeah, it was Justin Roberts,
0: uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you want to hear John Moxley drug out entirely too long, feel free and. Watch AEW, but yes. I, I mean, I even like what's uh, Alicia Taylor? She to me has more of like the classic uh, ring announcer type vibe yes. to
1: her, and and she's awesome too. Like, yeah, one thing about all three of the people they have are awesome in their own ways. Just they're all different. Yeah. Like, Samantha, yeah, like Samantha's a show off, but it's entertaining because <laughs> trust me, nobody nobody announces Roman Reigns like her. Like she makes that seem like the Biggest damn deal, where that's the one thing I miss to on different shows like Alicia Taylor's classical and the guy, the other guys like he's uh, good. Mike
2: Rome, yeah, Mike
1: Rowe, like he is good and solid. They have better luck with their ring announcements than they do with um announced team beside Michael Cole. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, that was one where because that news broke today, it officially, I guess, broke that. The, Kevin Patricks, a.k.a. Kevin Egan, was officially released today. And I'm like, man, that seems kind of harsh. You didn't let him write out a contract or something and just collect a paycheck?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's going to be official that something will happen on SmackDown this week. Uh, will it be Michael Cole? Will it be uh Well, I v- say Cole's
1: going v- to do while they say Cole's going to do it while they find a replacement. Um, uh, I don't see. It's like you would think Vic, but then it's kind of like I don't know if they want to mess up the NXT team. Because
2: oh. they. The, the dirty secret is
1: Tom Phillips would have just been fine. But we know what happened with that.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I mean, but it's like. He yeah, basically-
0: I need to hit unfollow on him somewhere along the line.
1: He's enjoying himself in TNA. Um, but I think you know, the funny thing is, even if all that stuff came out, they still kept him until they just cut his contract, doing like budget cuts. And people, just, people were just surprised. Because it's like, yeah, but assume he was going to be like Cole's oh. air apparent.
0: Now, I was mixing up Tom Phillips and uh, who was the guy before that? Todd Grish.
1: Todd Grish. Yes.
0: Whose <laughs> they, political they have- opinions are uh, questionable at best. Oh,
1: Yes, they've had a lot of Ken dolls I, I forget like Michael Cole used to be a Ken doll himself it's just funny before he became big dog himself Michael Cole We used yep. to have the, the, fro- the frosted tips and everything and it's just kind of like I would think now as they talk about moving to like a more sports based thing a more modern that they actually find somebody and tra- and give them training um
2: well
0: I- it, it, like, it, it it's still a weird thing to me. Chris and I talked about it a little bit, but I don't know what it is. It feels like you need to love professional wrestling to be able to be a good
1: play by play guy. Yeah, because it's it's absurd. Mm-hmm. You have to like sell the absurd. Like people tell my mind, like, Mike, you to tell this to Michael Cole. Michael Cole is a wrestling geek. He, he just oh. didn't get a chance to show it. Like you, yeah. You, like once you like pick up some like. Why did Michael Cole know about
0: stardom? <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, what? It started with the Mae Young Classic all those years ago that he announced that. Yeah, and everyone's nice. like, what the? Hold on. Michael Cole knows about all this wrestling? Hey, I remember such and such
1: PWG and all that. I'm like, what, what? does Michael Cole know <laughs> about PW? Huh? And he realized, like, oh, this was holding this man really back. And this was kind of like. You see it now, like Michael Cole just right like this. Michael Cole really loves wrestling, and he's been doing it long enough where it's like he is the generation after us is Jim Ross, and really to be honest, probably our Jim Ross because he's been doing it so long. It's like people said like oh. Michael Cole was basically the man, and he's been doing it longer than Ross did in WWE. So if you did like a Mount Rushmore of announcers, you couldn't do it and not have Michael Cole on it. Uh,
0: yeah. Honestly, he's at the top of the list now.
1: Yeah, because just the longevity and the fact that they just, like... You hear about all the other people talking about, you know, Samantha, talking about how Michael Cole helped her career. So a lot of people talking about, you know, I got to where I got because Michael Cole helped me or Michael Cole, you know, advocated for me. You realize how much pull Michael Cole has. And it's like, you would would not have guessed that until you pay attention. You just hear how people talk. And it's like, yes, Michael Cole got a lot of stroke and the fact where it's like... TKO is like Michael Cole is going to be the, the, the face of the announcing of WWE. Give him what he wants. But can you remember at the time he was on both shows while they trying to figure everything out. Uh-oh. And that's like, that's like an edict for, that that sounded like it was an edict from up top. And it's like, he's talking about, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to do that. They're not going to let you retire.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, well, I mean, he's still. I don't know what. I'm kind of interested to see how old he is, so I'm going to look that up while we're while we're still talking here. But um, it's one of those – he doesn't 50, seem old
2: enough.
1: He's 55. Oh, okay.
2: So he could do it. Yeah. Ten,
1: ten more years and be five, but I don't know. That's the whole thing is he seems to have a lot of fun. Like you would tell he's – Really enjoying himself. And I like how they have the camera cuts when stuff happened and he is getting into it. It's like he just seems very energetic. And I think that started with Pat McAfee and it's continued with um, Wade Barrett. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just a great team. It's like they lucked out with Wade Barrett. The fact <laughs> somebody else was kind of like, that man was doing movies. I've seen some of his stuff. He's actually pretty good kind of those, like, you know, Netflix action movies. It's like, oh, you want to. Do commentary for a little while. Like he was supposed to be like it was a temporary thing on NXT. Like want to do it for like a month. And then it became six months. It became full time. And now you on the main roster. Like, they are awesome together. And it's just kind of like they have that team down. It's just finding another one. Cause I, I wouldn't want to, you know, as much as people say Big Joseph, I like Big Joseph and Booker T. And I feel like with them moving to, to the CWs, kind of like, I don't know if they want to necessarily break that team up, if they can avoid it.
0: Yeah, this is one where uh, I feel like Booker T has reigned himself in a little bit, because yes. I'm not sure that Vic, I mean, but Vic is a great foil for him. Yeah, like an I yeah, it it is really hilarious because yeah, like like twice a show, just enough every show, Vic's like, dude, you're being fucking ridiculous. <laughs> hey, he doesn't say it in those words, but he says it in yeah, some because Booker T knows it. <laughs> and it just works because it's like
2: I think Booker T kinda like cut out fifteen percent of the goofiness. Yeah. has
1: some serious stuff, but it's still Booker T. And, like, people forget, like, Booker T is very entertaining. And Booker T has a lot, like, people may not realize, Booker T got a lot of gravitas as far as, like, a certain fan base where I tell people all the time, he was, after The Rock, people do not realize how popular Booker T was with with black people. Like, that, he was, no. he was he's the one A with The Rock. And you hear, like, athletes, I first picked up one because I thought it was just us. When uh-huh. you hear athletes talk about like, oh yeah, I grew up on like, you show up like um, it was a Pacers game and Tyrese Halliburton like, oh yeah, Booker T, Queen Sharmell. you know, I grew up watching. Oh, like,
0: oh, that was hilarious! I did see that little clip at the at the game with them backstage or whatever. Back- yeah, and it's court. just
1: kind of like you realize it was a lot of people. Grew up watching him on WCW and WWE. And I knew yeah. how important he was because when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, it's like, yes, this he has a lot of love in the community. And people get caught up on the goofy stuff. And I remember when he first knew commentary, it was it was too goofy.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, but, it, it was annoying for quite a while. But I want to say the last at least three to four months, he's, like you said, he's dialed it back. Now, I, now I have Letter Kenny stick in my head. Uh, you know, di- dial it back twenty percent, and and it'll be great. And that's what he's done. He, you know, he's he's still pretty goofy, but he's also cut it back enough where it's just it felt overwhelming at times.
1: Yeah, and now it's not. Now it's just kind of like it's just there. And if it's NXT, because yeah. NXT is serious and <laughs> earnest, but it's also goofy, and they are perfect. Like. I think that energy matches NXT better than it matches the main roster. So I feel like it's just perfect and it's kind of like if you feel like Big Joseph is the man, Raw is more important than NXT. But if you can avoid messing up that team, you do that. Because like, you need to find somebody who can deal with Corey Graves first of all. Oh. Like Corey Graves is better, but he has his moments where he just come off like and I think it's gotten worse since Byron Sachs is out there.
0: Um, I guess I haven't noticed it as much. He just picked. Yeah, it's still one of those pet peeves that I have because who does that in AEW? It's the same thing where they just pick on the other. Oh, Nigel. Well, actually, Nigel McGinnis. That bit is kind of hilarious but neither tony shivani nor uh kevin kelly can stand up to him yes. and, and and basically that's the same situation that graves is in it's just like okay i kind of understand the bit that you're going with here but like you don't have a willing recipient on the other end here to oh,
1: cole could but cole can't do all the shows so
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like, Jamie Smith was inoffensive. Um, but.
0: Uh, He was probably the best out of the lot. Like, not saying he was great, but he yeah. he, he was probably the best.
1: Yeah, and it's just kind of like, it was funny because we talk talking about the guy who just got fired. I was talking to um, Jeff, and he, he texted me because I was like, yeah, he need to get it together because he's going to be gone. Because it's like, it ain't. The fact that he had brought Cole to kind of like, if, if Cole can't, if... Cole can't make you sound credible, ain't nobody making you sound credible. And once they brought Cole <laughs> in there, and then he left off, like, yeah, had right writing on the wall. And it's funny because we had a show, He's talking about that. And then the next day, they fired him. And that was, but like, first it went from, he's getting replaced, and then it went to him, he got fired. And it was like, yeah, it's like, I know, I know people feel a way about Mar Ronaldo, but it's like, throw him the money. No. Because, like, Give him what he want and just, because who you going, the whole thing, unless you're going to find somebody that's going to train up, you're going to have to find somebody soon because you're going to be on different networks. And it's like, you cannot, the fact that we've gone so long without Raw having a flagship announced team that's been worth a damn, is just insane. It's (laughs) been a long ass, like Raw was the flagship and now SmackDown is. Uh, Part of that is because they announced
0: it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is wild that they haven't been able. It's been a long time that they haven't been able to fill that second spot. It's just been like not that. Yeah, because what Jimmy Smith was there a couple of years. I, the Adnan Verk thing was just a mirage. It seemed like Kevin Patrick. I I said it on Tuesday's show. I'll say it again. Like. I like, because I get the the MLS package because of being an MLS season ticket holder, I hear him calling soccer matches great. But you know what? Again, like, it seems like it really helps if you're an announcer, if you love what you're talking about. Does not seem like he loves wrestling. Like, maybe he does, and it just doesn't come across.
1: Who was it that showed up on that episode of SmackDown? That was on Fox, um... For that guest segment, it was—it's was like a CBS announcer, I think.
0: Oh, no, yeah, it wasn't like Jim. Segment, it wasn't Jim Nance, was it? No, it
1: wasn't Jim Nance. It was somebody else that was kind of like basically an OG, and he was talking about. And he actually knew the storylines, and they were like, "This is the most surreal thing I have ever seen in my life." Like, they have a CBS football announcer. Oh, it was during the
2: tribute to the troops thing. Yeah, uh, he was talking about like yeah. Lashley and oh, because I remember
1: because he was talking about Lashley and um. What's his face? Um, who's the the weirdo that they're feuding with?
0: Uh, oh, Karen Cross. Karen Cross. He's like, oh, Karen Cross.
1: He he been struggling. I see him winning a few months, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> should you be calling like? Big, should you be focused on the Michigan game. And, I, <laughs> and it was just wild. Where it's like, it just made me think about. You know what? I know he would never do it. Karen Harlan would be perfect. Something like that would be just perfect for like wrestling.
2: Uh, but I,
1: it would never like I would just like, I, just
0: like I, it, you know announcers. I guess I would be I've been in the Gus Johnson oh, fan Gus club Johnson. a long time. I, I feel like his announced style would fit wrestling great. Yes. <laughs>
1: it's like it's someone like if you could find like Marl was the closest you had to that. I know he was very polarizing because yeah. he was very pop culture um, heavy. And I get of like, the reason y'all ain't like pop culture stuff is because y'all can't keep up with the modern times. Like, y'all are nerds stuck yeah. in a certain time frame that you were as teenagers. So it was obnoxious to you. People who keep up with stuff it was fine. And I know it ended badly because they had some bullies working there, and then it was like I don't need to deal with this anymore. I feel like things are better. I don't know if he will want to do it. He seems happy doing what he's doing, and I don't yeah. know if want to do it again. If it's possible, like talking about, wild, like if not him, who? I
0: yeah, like, it 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 that is going to be the interesting part. Like I have no idea what the there isn't a natural. To me, like, hey, yeah, just pick this person up. Like, I don't know any of the people. Uh, like, I don't think the people in AIW are going to get picked up, you know, like, it would seem like, hey, maybe pick up one of the people from the Indies somewhere. But
1: nobody. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't,
0: I, I don't know who's really there. Like all of the Indie announcers that I've heard. They're not filling. They're not the polished that WWE is looking
1: for. Unless you want to take somebody that was a color man and make them play by play. Like if you feel like Byron Saxton could do it, if you're gonna go that route, then you could go that route. But it's like, no, it, it can get anybody color. Color. I mean, color is not easy, but it's not hard. You got somehow charisma. Like they have find a color person is not hard. Find a play by play person is seem to be one of those very it's like the same thing as like finding a wrestling book it's kind of like it's a reason why the same ones keep doing over and over because it's hard to do and it's even harder to be successful and it's the reason why people keep getting callbacks i'm like who are you gonna get i've heard people talk oh, oh jim ross contract i'm like no oh that, dear that God ship no. has sailed a long time ago hey no no like lead that like i know i love jim ross leave that thing.
0: Yeah, all, 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 I have all the respect in the world for Jim Ross. It is AEW. His is much as I have problems with the announcing still on that TV show for the, their t- multiple TV shows. Oh my gosh, so much better with him only coming in for like a main event on a show.
1: Yeah. If they really wanted to, like I know Nick Khan doesn't have any scruples, and, and, but I know he wouldn't do it. I get Tony Schiavone. <laughs> like, to- but Tony Schiavone is Mr. TBS and TNT anyway, so he seems like that's going to be where I do my I retire. But I'm like, that would be hilarious if they got Tony, <laughs> they that- Tony Schiavone from AEW.
2: Uh,
0: I mean, it's wild that that is one of the better
1: options. Yes. Somebody that we used to listen to in the like the 90s. I remember I'm old enough to remember Tony Schiavone in WWF, much less I, WCW, and it's just like
0: I remember uh, not liking Tony Schiavone a lot. <laughs> I
1: I liked him when he's with Jim Ross in NWA, which was funny because it was like they basically had two play by play people. They didn't like they were both. They didn't have a color for it, it was the two of them, but it just felt weird. Where it's like you're not used to that dynamic. Oh, where
2: it's yeah. Like,
1: well, you just kind of think about, it. like, we grew up with, we got spoiled because, you know, you had the Lance Russells and Gordon Soley, and I know people talking about Gorilla Monsoon, say what you going about Gorilla Monsoon, he, as,
2: I, as a kid, he
1: was, he, I, yeah. I enjoyed him immensely. As an adult, mm-hmm. I, you can't judge stuff in the dark that you, know, like, I was a kid back then, so I'm going to judge him through kid, kid eyes, so it's like we had that in the 80s, and then we had Joey Styles and Jim Ross in the like in the '90s, I mean, even Vince was good until he got too old to do it. But like, Vince was good no. for a long time doing it too. And it's like yeah. we had a, we had play by play people, and then ever since the 2000s, like, uh, tena- I Tanay? I'm about to say Tanay still around? Uh. <laughs> but it's like that's the that's the sad thing. It's like. Oof. Now the people that's there have you been know, like Tanae was old when he was when he was in WCW and then he faced the voice of TNA for a zillion damn years. It's like he
2: Yeah and,
1: and Tanay wasn't a play by play man that was beloved like that. He just became one out of just long longevity.
2: Uh
0: yeah. It's kinda of strange. I feel like his TNA years are probably his best years.
1: yeah cause it's like he seemed like like him and Don West were a great team. Yep. Like, and it just worked and it's just kind of like we're at a point now where we got Michael Cole and we got a bunch of I don't know and it's just funny a billion dollar company that could just they, they just have pay-per-views all over the world can have 60,000 people and they can't find a play-by-play man for their flagship show that's about to go on Netflix Netflix <laughs> is about giving them a half billion dollars a year and they only like oh, we'll figure it out like a he's like Ric Flair, <laughs> I <find> uh, <laughs> like, uh but one I guess we can wrap up because we talked about all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think gonna win the Royal Rumble?
2: <sighs>
0: um this it to me has been one of the more open rumbles uh in recent history. It to me The two men who had the promo are the top choices. CM Punk, Cody Rhodes. To me, they're one and two on the depth chart. Whichever way you feel like putting them, I'm not really going to argue with you. But there's still... I mean, you could go with Drew McIntyre if you really want to. Or Gunther. Or Gunther.
1: Yeah, it's like they have... This has been a very unique thing where it's kind of like... You don't know like they got I, like because they've done a good job saying like they've announced some people but most of the spots are still open and the people who've announced is like they made, like i will say this that cody rose cm punk promo was perfect because like they were both telling the truth they both got their point across they both felt authentic and they were both right and it's like the fans were kind of like i don't know which one like if like i'm on um, I'm chairing both, but I'm not sure. Like, if you're a Rhodes fan, you're chewing Rhodes, and you're a CM Punk fan, you're cheering CM Punk. But it's just a weird dynamic where you have two baby faces, and they're both putting their point across while both being baby faces. And the crowd is kind of like, I can see both sides. And it's just an amazing dynamic where it's kind of like they're both faces of the company for completely different reasons.
0: Uh, Well, and you kind of mentioned it during the NXT portion of the talk where. Triple H does a better, to me, a better job with the gray area characters. Where he does a better job of keeping them true to the character, I think. And that kind of helps them stay baby face but still make pointed comments like Cody and CM Punk
1: are, did. Yeah, like CM Punk's basically saying, I a more Dusty Rose son than you and Cody Rose is saying I'm more Mr. Pipe Bomb visionary than you and they both it's (laughs) like it's like yeah y'all both got points and it's like (laughs) I'm it is just weird where somebody like point out they have so many top baby faces like it's, it's it's a point where they got like too many like they just have so much talent at the top where it's like you both, like, I saw Gunter came out. Gunter was like, yeah, you worrying about them, and you need to be worrying about me. Like, he's like, I ain't going to wait for you to get healthy. <laughs> 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 like, I'm not, like, I don't do that goofy stuff. Like, I'm going to win. I'm like, you want to be this fighting champion to fall on your sword? I'm going to hold the sword so you can fall on it. I'm going to take out your back and your knee.
2: Go <laughs> out go, be a
1: hero if you want. And it's, it's amazing how they have made Gunter do a huge deal. Like this man's like no. he got to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm the IC champion, no I beat me, I'm ready for bigger, I'm ready for bigger and better things. So to the point where people felt that, I laugh at. That's why I made that comment about wrestling fans and smart fans, because like, why y'all, get, why are people getting themselves led around in those? Why these whole sources close to Triple H said Cody Rhodes ain't gonna fight for the title of WrestleMania? Source, Sports Illustrated. I'm like, did Sports Illustrated just fire everybody? Did y'all just, did y'all forget that? It <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's, y'all need to, like, it's, y'all, I just get annoyed. It's like, y'all should know. The smart fans always been let <laughs> around the nose. because They even feel about, the, I knew <sighs> Cody Rose wasn't going to finish the story because somebody said so. I'm like, y'all really think Triple H told somebody how he's feeling? <laughs> 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 that oh. he Oh, oh, man. Like, you're <laughs> getting a sandwich at catering.
0: You know, I, don't think, I don't think Cody Ray should win it in 2025. Like, come on now. What? this? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Especially with, uh, uh... I don't know if The Rock confirmed it, but it certainly seems more of a true possibility now that, uh... Maybe Rock Roman Reigns does not take place at this WrestleMania.
1: Yes, because it's like. Oh, that's people like, oh, Rock of the Head. Rock, he can book what he wants. He going to make sure Roman keeps the belt because he's on the board of directors. I'm like, I don't
2: Oh, my God. Rock, I'm like, I do not think The Rock is going to do that. And I
1: don't think The Rock would have. Like, if they want Roman Reigns to keep the belt, he'd keep the belt. But it's like, they sent it up for a reason. It's like. Cody's going to. The Rock might be involved like a special referee or something like that. But oh. it's like, they, it's it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. It's going to be CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. How you get there is the question. But it's like, they know.
0: And, yeah, know oh.
1: it. and it's like, we just yeah. playing these games because people like to think about the old. Oh, I think people got snake bit from last year, but Cody Rhodes has shown that it's actually worked out better because he is in a much better spot now, surprisingly. Than he was last year. As funny as that sounds, because people forget, I'm like, y'all forget. Cody Rose was out for like what eight months.
0: Uh, yeah, something in that area. Injured,
1: and then he just came back. And, oh, I'm ready for my storm. There's a whole lot of stuff that just we skipped a whole bunch of steps because of injury. And now he's fleshed out his character even more. And in the process, it's like hoeing off on Cody Rose getting that not only benefited Cody Rose. It benefited Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Jay Uso. Like, all of them were in a lot better places they were because Roman Reigns still had the belt. And it's like, yes, it's time for Roman to lose. I know that people think about is he going to break Bruno? I'm like, no, he's not going to break Bob back in the Bruno record. Like, <laughs> I know you guys are thinking that, but it's like they know what they have with Cody Rhodes and they know what they have with CM Punk. It's ready for them to max- maximize that. And I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and about maximize, we talked the men' role-run with the woman one. You know, I I'm just expecting to see Sasha Banks there because I it was just hilarious how I could oh she she gonna show up a collision she gonna show up oh this yeah, she gonna show up this week team they want her to like you know overshadow Dion Perrazzo. I'm like okay. <laughs> Y'all really fell for that story? Well, I heard they were close, but then she asked for too much money. They really think money would be the reason she didn't re-sign with WWE? Oh. <laughs> like, 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 what are we, for real? <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can afford her. Like, what are we talking about?
2: Oh. Yeah,
0: I mean, and that is, she, she is one of the big question marks. You know, if she pops up, she is definitely a win possibility. They have been teasing Rhea and Becky Lynch for oh, almost since last WrestleMania, honestly. Yes, that's yeah,
1: they're going that's going to be a WrestleMania match. And it's just fits.
0: Yeah, Becky doesn't need to win the Rumble though for that to end up happening. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah, I think Bailey won in the Rumble.
0: Um, uh, yeah, and Bailey's so, definitely high on the list.
1: Yeah, and it's like as yes, they have set up that storyline perfectly. They have set that storyline perfectly, where it's like Bailey becoming a babyface, getting jumped by them foreigners. They keep talking about that, <laughs> and she and it just helps where it's kind of like yeah, they're um, always coming back, like and we've already established that, and like you keep seeing hits like you know oh yeah, um, Mercedes didn't show up because she's out here training with somebody, so she's not going to be on um, AEW. It's like, oh, she just happened to be training with the same person, barely training well. That's just a coincidence. They training for the Royal Rumble. I don't nothing. <laughs> but she's going to be on AEW. I'm like, if she was going to be there, she would have been there. This whole, she going to oh. show up on collision during the Royal Rumble, so people going to turn the channel. Like, no, like, no. I don't know for certain, but that whole storyline, that whole thing is like we about to sign her, but then they got far apart over money. to sounds so damn. If it was over booking decisions, I could believe that. Money? Like, when has money ever been a problem with WWE? Where it's like, well, we're going to sign them, but we can afford them. Like, what are we talking about?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, they they make the bullshit excuse in the opposite direction. We needed to save money, so we cut them.
2: Yeah.
1: But
0: they don't ever make the uh, "we didn't have enough money to sign them" excuse.
1: Yeah, they got enough money to resign Logan Paul. They had enough money to get Bad Buddy, but oh, I don't know about Sasha. You know, we don't really need her like that. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> like the reason why she left, like the reason why she left, it doesn't exist anymore. You know how Triple H feels about her, and it's like her friends are all like, "Is this, yeah." Like, she didn't want to leave. She left out of necessity. And she went and did her thing. And AEW had their chance, like they had all the time. They should have signed. They should have never... Oh. They should have signed her a long time ago.
0: And yeah, I mean, I don't know why they waited this long. Because, I mean, their women's division has been a disaster for the most part. There, There have been good parts, but oh man just has not been terribly good i mean the the tony storm diana perrazzo stuff has been pretty solid here as of late but as is an overall hole that is uh, over their course of five years there is no reason as a woman's wrestler that you'd want to be
1: there Unless it was kind of like you feel like you get lost, like I could see, I felt disappointed no. with Mariah when Mariah May went, but I get it from her the whole thing because it was like she she probably would have felt like she would have got like lost in the hustle and bustle with WWE because she's oh. still like she's still like young and coming up. So it's just, like somebody like her, it makes sense for her to go to AEW because she's still like you know growing and she can get more time because it's like for as many blondes they have, they don't really have anybody like her. Like a, a British, jet British woman that's prim and proper that wrestles the Japanese style like that is she definitely stands out in that way. And her and Tony Storm just have an awesome dynamic. I always <laughs> laugh my ass off with the Tony Storm Diana Perazzo tattoo reveal because it just felt like something out of a soap opera.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's out of a fifties ni- uh, noir movie. Yeah. She, come on, stick with the theme. Oh.
1: Yes, yeah, I know Tony as much as she likes to be a whole celluloid classic. They, I doubt they were doing neural massages back then. <laughs> I caught that line, and I knew what that was, and I was wondering if he was gonna catch that, and people, people looked out like, oh, so that's what they're like. Yes, Tony and Juice probably have a lot of fun off camera.
2: <laughs>
1: no, t- see, people get on, people get on WWE tomorrow, about why they do it. I'm like, ain't nobody know that Tony Starr had this in her. Like It's something no. you just don't know, and it's like, uh, this, this is a complete, like, you knew you had talent, but this, like, it, we all knew she had the ring talent, but the character thing, it was like, I'm a rock star, uh, Yes, yeah. I, I, I wear spikes, like, that's all you knew.
0: Uh, yeah, she was very, she was very generic in the WWE, like, I mean, you, she had a good look also because of that. But, yeah, you didn't know anything about her. And, quite frankly, until she did this black-and-white, you know, timeless Tony Storm, she didn't have a character in yeah. AEW, either.
1: Uh, it's like, like, what happened to her? You know, people are like, what happened to her in WWE? I'll tell you what happened. Rhea Ripley happened. <laughs> the same thing, like, why people? Why did Tyler Bate take so long to make the main roster? Because um, Pete Dunne came, <laughs> and they looked at Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, and it's like... Pete Dunn has, has a personality and Tyler Bate is just a strong dude with short boots so Tyler Bate <laughs> got the push and I mean Pete Dunn got the push and Tyler Bate didn't like sometimes that happens you come in and you get marked corrected and that's what I remember Tony Storm being a big deal until Rhea Ripley became a big deal in his like we don't have enough space for both so see you later Tony Storm and ton, now Tony Storm becoming a 1940s lunatic <laughs> and the fact that they had the black and white screen on her side and the color screen on Deanna Farazzo's side, like, I was just laughing my ass <laughs> off. Like, this is just... Yeah, say what you want by AEW. Like, it's the things that work really work. Like, it's, I was just...
0: Uh, like, this is so It's been absurd. better to me recently. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's still a, just an obnoxious amount of good wrestling on. Good in-ring wrestling on
1: you got to make it mad or something like at least they when they want to make you care they do a good job like Samoa Joe makes me care because he treats the belt like it's an important thing and Hook saying, you lost but next time I win like this is 1984 and it's like okay but good to the be back Bozo, Because we bringing the ranking system back like huh? I see you when I, I see you and I see you like simple to simple to, people like well Hope, Mike, Hook is not going to cut no flowery promo that's not him he is, he is a straightforward, um meatball like he's. I eat pizza. I date my girl. I go to the gym. I fight. Like it's that's what he is. Like he, like he is straight into the point. Like his daddy,
2: <laughs>
1: like his dad, with less cursing, because his dad was not cutting flowery promos anyway. Besides, I'ma choke you
2: out.
1: <laughs> Sometimes that's all that's all you need to do. Like that that works. The um, the Swerve Strickland Hangman paid stuff. It works because they are two completely different people who seem like they do not like each other at all and they both won't be the, at the top. Oh, yes. It, it, it works.
0: The young bucks being assholes. Oh my gosh. I'm going book myself. I'm gonna- <laughs> book the
1: titles our way and like oh yeah i am executive vice we are evps we're gonna use our stroke like it just means to what
2: you
0: guys
1: think about them anyway so it's like
0: yes lean into that yeah like i didn't like last week's promo from them the kind of the michael and nicholas reveal or matthew and nicholas reveal but this week's segment i i'm like okay they they're in on because sometimes i think they try to be above the joke but pretend like they're in the joke yes. and this one to me like that felt like they're just in the joke and yeah, like it. that's like great
1: no, nobody's going to cheer them over sting so oh
0: well it, there's that too
1: it's like yes yeah, so <laughs> they might as well lean, like so they might as well lean into lean that like And I would be remiss if I left out Jeff Hardy's singles run. Him hitting a move and then doing a talk. I don't know why that has me laughing. It's like, I saw it last week. I was like, did he hit? It's like you play a video game, you hit the wrong button. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he did again this week. And it's like, you forget, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Matt was holding him back.
2: Yeah, oh. So, like, sorry,
1: Matt. Just like, as always, like Jeff Hardy has a superpower of, no matter how old he is or how many issues he may have, he still looks like and still can wrestle to a certain extent like Jeff Hardy. And he's been doing that for like 25 years. And that is wild to think about that. Like, he's just, you see Jeff Hardy, and it's Jeff Hardy.
0: Uh, Yeah, he is – maybe all that off time that he's had uh, for various and sundry reasons uh, has been a blessing in disguise because as much as he did beat beat up his body in the uh, early years, uh, he's gotten to take some time off in between (laughs) that might have helped.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's like that, and it's just – I will just give him credit for still existing and oh. Matt seemed like he got his own problems he needed to deal with so I let them deal with so I was like yeah I still watch AEW and it's like when they my problem my issue always been is kind of like the wrestling isn't the problem for the most yeah. part it's the storylines it's like a match without a storyline is just people just doing cardio and they for too many times they've had that and it's like Give time to the people that earn it and make you care. It's like they're doing a better job. Like, they still got moves to go, but they're doing a better job of doing that, and they need to. And they also need to, like, stop going on these little small-ass. Like, if you're going to book twenty five, 3,000-seat arenas, pick some bigger cities. Stop on these little small-ass towns.
0: Oof. Yeah. This week was not good in that department. It's like they didn't say, they didn't do nothing until Swerve came out. <laughs> It's like, they did not care at nothing. And even then, it was... I mean, I think that's been one of the bigger things as much as I've liked the the post pay-per-view product. Some of their crowds have uh, lost a little bit of the enthusiasm that was there in the earlier days.
1: Yeah, I remember they probably used to be into it, and now it's like, eh. It's like, you see Minoru Suzuki and Adam Copeland, like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you're not going to see that again, more than likely. So it's like, I give AEW credit. Like, they just be putting up ridiculous-ass dream matches you wouldn't even think of. But the fact is, like, the the crowd used to be into it, and now the crowd doesn't seem like they're taking it for granted. And it's like, no, you got to, like, I don't know if they picking the Because they're doing better. It's like they just need to pick the right
0: cities. And uh, w- Yeah, and, and that was kind of the interesting thing. At least I saw it. A quick blurb about that where... Is it Charleston, West Virginia? They're getting great crowds there. And it's a small, small-ish city uh, in comparison to some places. And, yeah, wherever they were this week... I don't know if it was outside of El Paso or wherever the fuck it was. But, oh boy.
1: Yeah, they, they were in SmackDown country. Yeah. It's like Them, them little, like, like Laredo and those Texas towns... Say that for SmackDown. Because even Raw doesn't go to those places like this. Because like, it's, it's funny where SmackDown and Raw go to the same city and get completely different crowds. And it's like people think the brand split don't matter. Yes, they do. There's <laughs> some people that are there to see Roman Reigns. And if Roman Reigns ain't there, they ain't showing up.
0: Well, there's that. And honestly, it's something that I thought about. And uh, when I went with Josh and his children... Friday is a more convenient day to go to anything than Monday.
1: Yeah, like Friday, you got the weekend. Yeah. Monday, you got, Monday you got to go to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it It really, like, I think I had the chance to buy the raw tickets, and they might still be available, but I'm like, oh, man, do I feel like spending my, mon- like my entire Monday evening, you know, getting down there, parking, food, events back home, and basically having to go straight to bed to go to work the next day, it's like, man, this
1: sucks. <laughs> Not only that, yeah, and it's three hours. It's like, because it's funny when I used to go to WWE, and I used to live in DC, I went like, plenty of times, and one thing about DC is I lucked out, like, I went I think I went to the show when Trump was there, and Austin, and The Rock showed up on Titan Trial, like, when they were setting up the Wrestlemania match. Yeah. And I was like, and I think Shaq showed up, I was like, it's like, I the, I remember DC having, like, very special crowd, but Raw was two hours, and it was easy to get there. Like, the stadium was right next to a train station, so in and out So, I could leave at a reasonable time and still go to school the next day. Three hours? On a Monday? Like, Ugh. no. That's, I remember going to a Raw and SmackDown tape, and, and like, when they had SmackDown taped, and then oh. Raw, it was like, I think it was the SmackDown when Kurt Angle was wrestling the Undertaker and Randy Orton came and messed like they it was like a rematch of the like the no I think the no mercy match they had and they ran it back and I remember Randy Orton came and did a run in. So but and that happened first. So we had two hours of SmackDown and then we had two hours of Raw. That's a lot of wrestling in one day. So no. but at least like two favorite shows. Like three hours of like you know, three hours doesn't drag like it used to. Three hours is still three hours. Oh, no, oh. Oh, Monday, oh, Monday is...
0: Yeah, is, it's a lot of time on a Monday evening.
1: It says a lot that Nick Khan is like, well, just because we all Monday don't mean we know if Monday work it works. If it don't, it don't. So, I don't know. Wednesday Night Raw,
0: I don't know that <laughs> <else. laughs> uh, I guess there'd be worse things, honestly.
1: I guess the last thing is they've talked about how on Netflix they'll have, like, during the commercial time, they'll just have, like, rest holds and stuff. Because I was wondering about that. What I really wonder is, is it still going to be three hours? Is it going to be two hours? Because they don't really need to be three hours anymore.
0: Uh No, I mean, they have the roster to support more show. But if they <laughs> s- spread it out, it's probably for the best. Like a Monday night heat or Sunday night heat type of situation on Netflix might actually be a good thing. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's funny where... <laughs> that's, that's a good point because it's kind of like... I remember people complaining about NXT when it went to two hours. So I'm all, all like to go, i well, might Yes, like the NXT... Y'all need to stop this whole NXT. Like I was there when it was an indie show, it was a basement show. I'm like, that one hour NXT... <laughs> Was fine except for the fact that you like somebody, you might, sell, you might see him once a month. <laughs> like you might forgot about that. Like you just, like you might see Alistair, you might see um, like Adrian Neville, and then you don't see him again for three weeks. Like you got three matches, you might have like a, a segment here and there, and that was it. So it was kind of like I can imagine like you know not seeing somebody for like two months. Because they got so many people and so little time. And I know they missed the black and black and gold takeover era. And like Andrade, Johnny Gargano. I'm like, yes. The good old days. Get get over that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so five years ago now, guys. That's Just like, yes. get I with miss, it. I miss Gargano <clears throat> and Ciampa. I miss Adam
1: Cole. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you can still watch it if you want to watch it. Get out there. Past, like you gonna, you miss Andrade? You gonna see him
0: again? You know, or get dude. back into the past? I mean, you have the chance to watch that stuff, don't you?
1: It's still there, it's making like it don't exist anymore. Like I, are like I miss the good old days. It's like it's funny. That's the only time you hear about the good old days, recent NXT. Because guess what? Ain't no one talking about the good old days of uh, Raw and SmackDown like 2018, 2019. That shit was hard. <laughs> when you look at some of the stuff they did before. The, before I, the the wild thing is, I guess we can wrap up. COVID saved that damn company because people. I forget how horrible the wrestling was prior to COVID. Like it was abhorrent the storylines everything about it just there's a reason why people thought maybe AEW might overtake WWE and it was mostly because WWE was hot garbage and the fact that they survived COVID and then thrived afterwards and anything that happened is a miracle because if we said it before if COVID happened in the Attitude Era ain't no wrestling ain't no WWE like they done (laughs) Like, I remember, like, we talked about, like,
0: watching, even watching football felt evil. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, the whole no crowd. The no crowd thing is just, in general, brutal. Football, hockey, baseball, like, all this stuff that, eh, there really is something about the crowd that helps to make the atmosp- atmosphere in hey, all of these yeah. things.
1: And you never know because you never think about it until you watch it without it. To the fact where it's like they even fake crowd knows better than none. Cause it's like, imagine playing Madden and it was just silent. It was like, <laughs> like a feel like a fight. It's like, what's this sociopath stuff? Like I was watching <laughs> wrestling, and it's like the most absurd thing was they brought Stone Cold out there to cut a promo. And it's like, give me a hell yeah. I'm like, who? Who gonna give you a hell yeah, Steve? you're the only one out here and Steve is looking around like this is I'm watching this this is absurd like I wasn't meant to hear every single thing that happens where like all you hear is the wrestling and you don't hear anything else I'm like this feels like Mad Max like this is not (laughs) it doesn't feel right like watching football they doing it and it's like this what are we doing (laughs) Like, like we really miss sport that much. We are doing that, but I will say, once they did the whole Thunderdome thing, it definitely got people. Like, shout out to the to the Thunderdome All Stars of Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. Bailey, Sasha Banks, Asuka, and Drew McIntyre, and the rest, because it's like yeah. they it, they held us down. Especially Roman Reigns, like hearing him talk trash during matches, and you can actually hear him talk. It's like that added something. Asuka just doing whatever she wanted to do. Uh, um, yeah, I would, it's like that, and also it's like we got stuff like the Thunder. We got stuff like Raw Underground. We got stuff like cinematic matches. Out. After I finish doing the show with you, I'm going to rewatch that Money in the Bank. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: dual Money in the Bank match.
1: That was, I'm like, I know they can't do that again, but I'm like, this is just like that. The Boneyard Brawl and whatever the hell John Cena Bray Wyatt thing. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I want to see that on Netflix. That's what I want to see. Stuff like, bring stuff (laughs) like that back. Can you imagine that with netflix production and netflix money because i was just like because i remember watching the bone yard people were like they're gonna do aj styles aren't you gonna do what <laughs> and i'm watching this and this felt like uh robert rodriguez movie and i love it I'm like this is amazing like this has no business being this
0: good yeah and they're gonna have like lucha on at least from what the descriptions of lucha underground were like have a lucha underground type uh, arm of the WWE on Netflix, where it's all kind of like cinematic. I am all for it, crazy they got all, talk. Trust
1: me, they have all those theater kids in there, like between Cody Rhodes and the new, and Austin like the New Day and all that. Like I am all for <laughs> stuff like that. Like why not? We can do sure. stuff. like we can do it. The crowd like Lucha Underground opened up the eyes. Where it's like you can make it. Like if you sell it, people will watch that. It's like I still remember Pentagon wrestling those three women, and that's the that is the most uncomfortable match I've ever watched in my life. And I'm somebody that grew up watching ECW
2: <laughs> and see him see him
1: beat the crap out of a young Kyrie Sane and EO was it's like it almost felt pornographic and that's saying a lot for Lucha Underground like it's, I'm like why is he drop kicking these women so damn hard did he break her arm and <laughs> it's like I just watching this and it's like that's the one time I watched Lucha Underground I, and I felt almost I could not take my eyes off it but I felt very uncomfortable watching because it, it was so damn it was so damn violent like he was beating the shit out of these women and it was like we coming for you and the fact that they won I guess made it work, but yeah, that's why I laugh when I see helps. Pentagon now, because I'm like, I remember you on Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, now you see like, oh, he's a now. He out here just giggling. That. Like, seeing him on the 49ers' sideline is just like, eh, look at Pentagon. Because I, I remember you being an evil bastard in Lucha Underground. Shout out to Lucha Underground. You, you know, you went away too soon, but it's – it's amazing how many people they
0: had that just ended up showing up in WWE and AEW. Uh, oh, yep. I mean, the, the, the talent that was on that show has, uh, found itself, uh, in other locations being
1: employed. I, so I always forget Santos Escobar was queen, King Corndo.
0: Yeah. I mean him, what Ricochet,
1: Ricochet uh,
0: uh, well, uh I think they were I what was Angelico Helico
1: oh, is and Swerves, yes. oh Swerve was there. Yes, Mr. shot himself. Um it was a lot There was a lot of people. Um Brian Cage was there. Yep. Uh, um and then it was like people show up like I remember um Mr. Ezekiel Ezekiel Jackson showed up season one, Alberto Del Rio showed up, Rey Mysterio showed up, like they had people They would had people to show up. And it was just kind of like, it was, Lucha Underground was a thing and then it just didn't become a thing anymore. So <laughs> like anything in wrestling, cause it's kind of like, you're not going to go on the road. So how are you making, I, I just feel like the finances wasn't going to work. Like, oh. how you going to make money?
0: Uh, yeah, that seems to be a necessity, even if it's just for your tape televised shows. Oh, man. Well, sir, we are uh, closing in on, uh, well, not closing in. We, I, I believe we have eclipsed our time from the last time we've recorded here. So Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> Start early, go long. Uh, evidently, that is our theory here uh, this evening. Uh, so I am going to talk about uh, some bell time beer because I finished it a long time ago and need to get rid of it in the near future here uh hoof hearted brewing uh drop the fries is the name of the beer it is a uh, double ipa brew with french fries cacao nibs vanilla and milk sugar it is a surprisingly tasty beer that uh, does indeed taste like uh, something of a chocolate milkshake and uh, should one decide to dip your fries into uh said uh, concoction uh, that's that is lit- legit what it tastes like so uh you know if you don't like actual beer go dip some fries in a chocolate shake and you'll kind of get the same idea of this beer that I'm having right now uh so uh you can find uh, the stunt granny podcast on uh iTunes rate and review us there uh you can also find us on Spotify iHeartRadio and Amazon and i will let Shahid Take us officially out of here, sir.
1: For Kevin DeFranco, I'm sure he didn't do a Remember, sexual assault is bad. <laughs> we are out. <laughs> hey.